Welcome to Church Jams Now, the podcast where three former youth group kids and current music nerds deep dive into Christian music from the 90s and 2000s. Guys, this is it. We made it. This is, yeah. This is it. This is it. (laughs) This is it. Oh, that's good. This is the end, part five of our- You know what? What? I'm so excited about this series that I could scream through the walls. Oh, there we go. There we go. That is, of course, Mr. TJ Smith. Ah! And he's screaming. He's sorry. Maybe it's more like this. Oh! Yeah, it's muffled by the walls. And I am Kylan Savage. Hey. Hey. And lastly, we have our beautiful producer, Josh Olson. Hey, everybody. Hey, guys. Hey. How do we feel, y'all? This is like, you know, this is the end of our little mini series our little experiment honestly it happened so fast i know and like, we never came weird. up with a clever name for it <laughs> didn't i think tj did oh no yeah but good luck having him it. remember it good no, luck I, any of us remember it's recorded <laughs> might as well somewhere. not have it's recorded somewhere so uh, okay i had that thought today i was like what did i come up with because i can't remember it now i think it was in the hawk boy episode or something <sighs> like that i can't remember I think TJ did come up with something usable. Well, we'll see. We'll find out. See that episode. They've already started coming out, and we haven't called it anything. That's true. Yeah. (laughs) Our very unofficial name that only shows up in one episode. (laughs) In true CJN fashion. (laughs) Yeah, classic. Classic So we're doing something a little different today for the last episode. uh, Because, you know, normally we record... Part A and Part B, there's some like there's a difference in time. And oh, I'm also joined by Miss Willa June, hearkening back to our at Volume Two, our Amy Grant Christmas episode. It's the special return of our favorite guest, Willa uh-huh. June Savage. So if you hear a little bit of cooing, she's, and she's an avid out, ACB she's, fan, so we couldn't she really keep is, her off the mic. Yeah. honestly, yeah, we yeah, needed her hot take clamoring on to get on. I tried. Willow, what do you think of Acidity's Burn? Good. Cool. Me too. (laughs) Yeah, so we're we're doing all of this in one go. We're going to do our part A right into our part B. I don't know if people need to know that or care about that, but it's going to be be interesting. Yeah, it'll be a little different. This is the first time we won't have a break in between, so that'll be kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. But like we were talking about, there's no flopper bop, so there's no real reason to break it up. Exactly. Exactly. Might as well just roll on through. Yeah. So, of course, we are talking about the very newest Acidies Burn record, 2019's Scream Through the Wall. It is 2019, right? It is, yes. Okay. June. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so, to get us started, Josh, do you have any uh, facts or, or stats, things you want to tell us about this record? Before we I've got some stats, in? but I also want to kind of, let's have a story time before we get to them, if you All right. will. Love it. So, Ooh. when we last left off... In 2015, with Acidies Burn's two new singles, they were a band again. They had two new songs. They went on a headlining tour with Emery that I saw in 2015. And then so they're going and going. And then in 2016, they get uh, on. They're going to open up for acceptance on a couple dates, and they're kind of get the balls rolling. And then all of a sudden, in August of 2016, we just get some tweets or some information that they're like, I think it's Aaron Lunsford that's like, well, As Cities Burn is done. We're done for. <laughs> and it was like, if I remember correctly, it was pretty much like, we're not getting better. Like, we tried it. It's not working. Like, 
ACB is done. We're and it's like you guys just got started again, and <laughs> it was this doing? whole new thing. And then uh, my wife, who's a big ACB fan, she'd never seen them at that point, so she was like real excited because acceptance was coming to Austin, and she was thinking about going just to see ACB. And then they're like, nope, we're done. We're quitting. We're done. So then she's like, I'm never going to see ACB again. So it was this big, big hurrah, big to-do thing. And then in 2017, I remember they were on the Labeled podcast. Matt Carter got, I think, Lundford on, and then he got Cody on, but at different times. And like used it as like a bridge to kind of be like, hey, what if ACB kind of got back together? Is there new stuff you all would want to do? And then I think later in that year, they reunite again in December of 2017 and then they go on tour in 2018, and then later that year they have a new song out, and then we finally have a new record out in June of 2019, June 7th of 2019. Hmm. And we have the glorious return of TJ Bonnet, who he was on the last two songs, but this is his first record with the band since 2005. And then Cody, of course, his guitar and vocals. We have the addition of Hunter Walls, on guitar who he's played in a couple bands like better off and my children my bride and then a new addition for this we have stephen keach playing bass yeah who was the vocalist of haste the day for a long time and he does a lot of cool like studio cinematic stuff in nashville these days and of course we got trusty aaron lunsford on drums oh yeah yep uh, what's different about this record is this is they signed to Equal Vision for yeah, this record. Yeah, I wanted to talk about that. Nail. Yeah. Because, I mean, we talked about it on the Silverline episode, but, you know, if analytics are to be believed, all three people that listen to that are the only people that... <laughs> no one heard uh, it to hear us <laughs> talk about it. <laughs> that I have this, like, soft spot for Equal Vision these days because they're almost like a kind of, like, revival house for right. these like mid 2000s emo and post hardcore bands that I loved. They found a niche and they were like, "Let's create a renaissance." Yeah. And people it's, are here for it. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. I like I like what they're doing these days and we talked about kind of how, you know, I'm not sure um how they signed all these bands, but they must have something good going on there that all these bands that a lot of them were on major labels at a certain point or had broken up or whatever but have done their sort of comeback EPs or albums with Equal Vision. So there's, there's got to be something something rad going on there behind the scenes, you know? Mm-hmm. It feels like a lot of passion, you know, like a lot of mm-hmm. true love for, like, the specific bands that they're signing and, and trying to prop up. It's yeah. really exciting. You'll love to see it. You'll love to see it. You do love to see it. All right, Josh, what else we got? Okay, so they signed to Equal Vision, and they are back with matt goldman at the producer's helm Woo. they recorded with him there is another producer credit for blind spots which was done by it's credited as saint pressure but his name is cole johnson okay so, whoever that's his like producing moniker who knows but yeah so matt goldman did this whole record except for that one song and they're back with him i do you want to talk about that? I got to see ACB on their 2018 tour uh-huh. uh, where they were headlining with My Epic and uh, Tiger Wine, and Matt Goldman was doing sound for them. Nice. So, it, like, we were just there. At, cool. We were there at the door. This was like right after the door wasn't the door anymore. 
before it got torn down, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. So we're there, and then, like, I see this guy, like, walking by, and I'm like, I'm with my wife, and I'm like, I think that's Matt Goldman. You're probably the only person that would recognize Matt Goldman in the wild. (laughs) She's like, who? (laughs) So I, like, Google him and, like, show her a picture, like, that guy, like, this guy, the guy who did, like, Under Oath and ACB and all the Chariot records, like, that's Matt Goldman, I think. And she's like, okay. (laughs) So after the show was done, I, like, went up to him, like, hey, are you Matt Goldman? He's like, yeah. And so <laughs> Allie was like, you're probably the only person on this whole tour to like recognize him and then go talk to him. But it was awesome. I got to talk to him for like 10 minutes and he was like the coolest dude. That's uh, the we best. talked about the war on drugs, his studio. Cause he wasn't at glow in the dark anymore. I think he is now again, but he was mm-hmm. like at another studio. Uh, I think gem city studios is where he was at the time. Hmm. So we talked about that. Um, but yeah, it was, Super cool. So hopefully we'll get a chance to talk to Matt Goldman again on the podcast and get into some more depth or whatever. But yeah, I got to meet him on that tour and it was super cool. So that's pretty rad. Highlight. Yeah, I always have this cool. thing of like, I've always wanted to be at shows because every time like I'll hear artists be like, oh yeah, I was at this show. And then I just, just saw like this other artist happened to be there. And so I'm like, I want that to happen where I'm at a show for a band. And then I see like someone else there. Like, <laughs> and I think that was the first time, maybe it wasn't, uh, because I don't know if I if we could go on a tangent of this, but I'm curious if y'all ever had that. I saw I went to a Jimmy World show and saw Parker Case from Say Anything there, and oh, got funny. to talk to him a little bit. Uh, but yeah, Matt Goldman and him are the only two that I've been to shows and recognize someone who like wasn't in like another band or something like that. You mean Parker Case from the emo duo Jameson Parker? Oh, that's a that really one that's a really deep cut. That's yeah, deep he's cut. one half of it. Oh, <laughs> he came out with one album. And it is was it one great? of my favorites. It's so emo, dude. It's like so like 2004 MySpace emo. And no one I knows freaking nice. love it. emo deep cuts like Kylan does. <laughs> You're the guy. It's you like guy. one of my favorite emo records. Nice. That's great. Well, I had the privilege of like going to Cornerstone multiple times. So it was like a like a who's who reunion. Like it Yeah. Like, it was a hub. So you could see anybody watching another band. At any time, and, yeah. Yeah, so I think I got kind of ruined to that because it became less special when it's like, oh, the showbread guys are here watching As Cities Burn. Like and You're like, right. oh, literally Brandon Ebel is on side stage right now. Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> I don't have any cool stories like that. <laughs> so you win, Josh. You have, you have yeah. the... Although, to the, be fair, I might have cool stories like that. I just don't remember. You just don't remember <laughs> them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You have awesome. the story of whenever we were trying to get in to go see Motion City and say anything, and we somehow snuck into we snuck Bo, into a Bo Burnham Bo show. Burnham set, <laughs> yeah, and like we weren't even what? trying to sneak in; we were just trying right. to find our way to the venue, and we just happened to wind up in the Palladium and Bo Burnham. <laughs> yeah, was performing. so TJ, remember the the Palladium had like the Palladium was like the big area, right? And then they had the loft upstairs, and they had yep. Gillies yep. were all attached. And we were going to see Motion City at Gillies. And we had, I think, yeah, Josh and I had never been. We'd never been, yeah. We'd only so been to the Palladium. And we could not find the entrance, like, anywhere. <laughs> so we started just, like, wandering around. And we go back behind the Palladium. And we found a, a door <laughs> that was open. <laughs> and we go through the door. And it's just, like into the Palladium where Bo Burnham was performing Dude, back before. Uh, I mean, he was like, this was back. This when is like just 2010 like a, or 2011. Yeah. He was just like a snotty YouTube kid. So yeah, 
he hadn't even been on Parks and Rec at that point, probably. Right. I had no idea who he was. And I just I thought that was so funny. funny. Yeah. And then we're like, oh, wrong show. And we just left. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And no desire to see Bo Burnham (laughs) at that time. But we stumbled onto him there. That is really I couldn't remember if it was like through a back door or if we just walked in and no one like asked for a for our tickets. No, we just or walked like in that. through like a back door. Yeah, oh, okay. it was just like a a door that was like in the Palladium. That's funny. <laughs> it was just like it was like, oh man, I wish I had known this for a myriad of other shows. I know it would have been so <laughs> nice. I thought about that. Like, was that oh, I wonder if I could just like show up at this show. Yeah, yeah. not buy tickets uh, kind on. of thing. It's like the double feature effect in a theater when you can just like go from one theater to another. Exactly. Room. Exactly. Motion City, Bo Burnham, little double feature action. Yeah, that was it's it's connected to like a May show. So whenever we talk about like our first May record, I'll talk more about that story because it's we opened for May and then left. And we didn't even see May perform because we wanted to go see oh my God. in Motion City. I know. What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we didn't oh see me, and it was God. like a, Y'all the buried May, the lead, like, like farewell tour. <laughs> I think it was their farewell tour. <laughs> it was their and we farewell ditched. tour. We opened and then oh, ditched. <laughs> yeah, Dang. we totally bailed to go see, say anything. What a what a like a. I don't think statement. I regret it though. Like, You're like that was a great a show. Motion City <laughs> and Say Anything was was great together. Yeah. Oh, but I'm sure it was awesome. I wasn't a big May fan back then. Like now I am, and yeah. I would have enjoyed it more. Right but back then, I was like, I don't really know who May is, so. Whatever. Ever who? Glowing what? <laughs> exactly. So uh, that's about all my research for this. Um, I'm curious, like, what what was happening with y'all around this time of this record? Like, how much did you listen to it? How much were you exposed to it? What was your recollections of when it came out? It feels like so long ago, but it was only like, at the time we were recording, it's only like three and a half years ago. Uh, Yeah. Before... This episode, I listened to it all the way through exactly once. Just the one time? Wow. Yeah, because I was really excited about it, and then I was like, okay. And we'll <laughs> get into it when we get more into the okay into the record itself. It didn't make a huge impression on me, but it's also not the kind of music that I gravitate towards the most nowadays, you know? Mm. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I think for me, like, I I was listening to a lot of, like, just straight up, like, indie garage rock at the time. And so that's where my head was at. And, like, I even remember distinctly um, having <laughs> uh, Fleet Fox's Crack Up on. Mm. And then at the same time as, like he, like, being in the middle of that album, which is, like, this, you know, kind of weird chamber folk sprawling like existential sad boy album in the middle of that i saw that they had a new album out acb this album and i was like oh maybe i should listen to that uh, so i stopped crack up and i put on scream through the walls it's a big difference there and i was like nope <laughs> you're like not feeling this <laughs> immediately jumped back into the fleet boxes album <laughs> that's funny and, and then i later came back to it and and listened to it probably two or three times and still just like wasn't in love nothing like hooked me and right. so i just like didn't come back to it um really all that much until until now so yeah 
we'll see yeah. see how oh, it hit wow. me this time i guess what about you josh what, what, what were your first impressions when this first came out i mean like i liked it it didn't like hit me as much as like obviously any of their other stuff did right but like as we talked about before and i think in the first episode it's like I I already knew it was at a huge disadvantage because you're like I've been listening to these other records for like almost a decade at this point. Right. Like they're right. so like they're all some of my favorite records. I have listened to them front to back so many times. They're like, of course I'm not gonna immediately just like jump into and be like, yes, this is just as good as these. So I right. like I like knew it kind of had a handicap, uh, but I still enjoyed it a lot. And then I think cards on the table i think some of my experience with this record is going to be skewed because of like just what was happening around the time like i saw acb in 2018 uh they put on a great show and matt goldman was there and that was my wife's first time seeing as cities burn so it was fun like to, oh, get, to like, experience that with her yeah because yeah. they're one of her favorite bands so like we got to experience a new record from one of our collective favorite bands together, together and see right. them live in 2018. And then they toured their um, headlining tour for this album. They did the next year uh, toured with all get out. And that was a great show where mm, all get out nice. and ACB. And like, so I saw two years, I thought just two great tours, like right around this time where sandwiched with this record. So like, it wasn't like my favorite ACB record and I wasn't like jamming it like nonstop, but I think it has a lot of just like, great times associated with it that I was yeah. like, yeah, this is good. And I, I knew I'm like, I know this just needs more time for me to probably come around to it and it to maybe just go up in notches compared to the other two, three records. Right. And right. it makes sense that that experiential substance that was added to your experience is, is going to inform how you feel about the album. Oh, yeah, for sure. Kind of gave it some weight, some heft. Definitely. Yeah, I did not have that. I, I've, Same. I didn't, Same. I didn't get to see him around this time. I, well, that's good because I think I'm my I'm definitely like colored by that with how I look at this album and everything like that. So I'm very curious yeah. to see like since y'all didn't have that, how you feel right. about this record and the songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's as good a place as any to jump right into the record, right? Let's do it. Let's go. Welcome back to another episode of Trivial Trivia. This is a segment where I share obscure and trivial information related to the album or artist we're discussing each episode. If you've been listening to our ACB miniseries, I'm sure you've heard me incessantly talk about Matt Goldman. If you're tired of it, I understand, but I'm sorry, and I'm going to talk about him one more time. As you may know, Matt Goldman has produced dozens of amazing records within the church jam scene, from The Chariot to Undroth to Copeland to As Cities Burn and so many others. But today I want to talk about one of my favorite albums that isn't necessarily in this scene. In 2013, Moving Mountains released their third, and at the time of this recording, their final record. It is self-titled, which you may know I'm not big on, but I'll make an exception here because this record is just perfect. I don't know how I can concisely describe this record, but just imagine the perfect afternoon drive in fall or spring, and that's this record. Of course, I recommend the whole thing, But if you want a couple songs to start with, I'd say Swing Set, Hands, Eastern Leaves, and Chords, which I understand is basically half the record, but that just goes to show you how great the whole thing is. Moving Mountains the band is credited as producer on the record, but they recorded it at Glow in the Dark Studios with Matt Goldman. He also mixed their 2011 record Waves, which I also really like. That does it for this episode of Trivial Trivia. Listen to Moving Mountains' self-titled record, and let's get back to Church Jams now. 
Hey, Jammers, we're going to interrupt your listening to talk about our Patreon a little bit because, you know, it's 2023, new year, new bit. And our biggest bit has been restructuring our Patreon. Um, We're super excited. And just like the last Patreon ad, the other guys are here. I don't know why they're being weirdly silent. Sorry, sorry. I was I was updating uh, Patreon bots firmware. Oh, why? Um, why? Uh, I was it, a little busy. Is well, it because, because of, of the 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 trivia night? Yeah, because of trivia. Like we we need you know hard and fast factual data to be ready to give the answers. Processing trivia. power needs to be on point. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, well, the work. whole thing is so we're offering for our patrons a trivia night four times a year. We're going to do it quarterly. I don't know. I don't know if I'm super comfortable with the fact that like Patreon bot will probably win because the winner is going to get like cool stuff. No, no, it, no. He can't compete. He has to give the answers. He's. Oh, oh, my God. Yeah. OK, I, don't worry, man. I talked to him about this. You did. What did he say? He, he uh, shut down for a while because he was very awkward. And that's what he does whenever he can't deal with like an awkward social situation. Yeah, he but does then when he came back online. Anxiety. Yeah, he does. But when he came back online, he said he totally understood, and he's happy to help. Do you want me to go get him? Like, I can please, find please, him. Please, please, please. Can you go get him for hey, me? Hey, Patreon bot, come, come here. <laughs> Sorry, his his operating system is still uh, uploading, so yeah, give me no, a- he, he's got kind of a different vibe than he used to have. For that new year, new, new firmware. <laughs> new, firmware. <laughs> new year, new <laughs> firmware. <laughs> Greetings, 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 user Kylan and wow. user Josh. Oh my gosh, wow, okay. Patreon did you update your language program? Yes, I am vaguely European now. Yeah, you sound a little Irish. Vaguely European. No, I am more Scandinavian. Okay, well how do you feel about our trivia night that we have coming up on March 15th? I am, I am, I am, I am very excited about trivia night. What can you tell us about the trivia night? I can tell you that the answer is 3.1456728912. Okay, um, well I can guarantee that 14. that's not an answer to any of the trivia questions. But well, sorry guys, sorry. I I got to do some more reprogramming for Patreon about before he's ready for trivia night. I I, I am so sorry. I think so, Clearly, man. He's got some issues. But guys, we have so many things to offer on our Patreon coming up this year. For just $2 a month, you get the show early and you get our monthly WCJN show where we talk about things that uh, haven't quite made it on the full show. Josh did an episode on a very Jason Martin Christmas and I did a sweet, sweet bass roundup of some of the sweetest bass that we have covered thus far on the show and kind of diving into why I love sweet, sweet bass. Yeah, we have our trivia night coming up. It's a live Zoom event that we're going to do. Anyone that's a patron can come and hang out and play some fun trivia with us. Patreon bot wait. may or may not be there. We don't know yet. If we get his <laughs> firmware updated in time. Yeah. Depends on the updates. Yeah, we'll yep. see. Yeah. So check us out at patreon.com slash churchjamesnowpodcast. Is there anything else we need to talk about? Josh is yawning. So I think that's the end of the ad. I think it's good. Sorry. <laughs> so starting off with track number one of 2019 Scream Through the Walls, we have Live Convinced. Can 
have us have a, is it playing? It is playing. It's just okay, very low and very yeah. long. Yeah, it's very ethereal and like makes you lean in a little bit. I do love the weird little crushed, like bit crushed, like chopped scream in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I want to know what you guys think of this song. I kind of love it. Yeah, is he like using the vocoder? Is that what think that so. is? I think so. Yeah. It's their second okay. vocoder. Yeah, we, yeah, we talked about vocoder. that in the Hawkboy episode, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Nice. He must have fallen in love. And I like that like him and TJ come in at the same time. Like That's a cool way to start the record. Of, yeah. Like, we're both nice. here. Right. Right. Yeah, it's like a statement. Like, hey, we're both doing vocals on this one. Get ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really dig this song. I think the lyrics are like unassumingly strong. <laughs> I I'm only laughing because all of my notes are all the exact opposite of what y'all have said. Oh, really? <laughs> that I think this I think the intro falls flat. I love TJ's voice on this whole record and I like most of their interplay. I didn't like them. I just I don't like the song and I felt lyrically it was kind of a step back. For the ACB we've we've come to know and love over the course of this series. It definitely doesn't hit the same lyrically for me. Like it's definitely a notch below the other records lyrically. If I'll just say that over the whole record right now. So I'm with you on that. I'll say I found myself all over the place in this album as far as how I felt about the lyrics. Uh-huh. But this one for me was actually strong when I read the lyrics, specifically when I read them. Yeah. And and I'll explain why. This is one of those albums that I think, well, at least this song, you kind of have to read the lyrics to, to maybe understand the intent in for how sure. they're delivered because it's something as silly as parentheses. So like, I don't know if y'all, if y'all read the lyrics on this one, but like, the way it's written, that first, like the intro section is I am parentheses what, hoping you will find parentheses binds, right. I am parentheses you. I like that because it's like you can read it multiple ways. You can read it as like I'm hoping you will find what binds you or I am hoping you will find I am. So it's like yeah. asking if you if you can find like spirit, source, God, creator, Jesus, what you know, whatever word you want to use and i think the intention is to read it as both because then it kind of interpolates at the end like i am hoping you will find i am hoping you will find you can open your mind and i am will find you and what it is that binds you will be bound so there's like a really cool sort of rhyming like structure kind of Mm -hmm. thing yeah yeah so i really like that because it's simple but it's kind of profound if you if you spend some time with it, um, or at least that's that's how it hit me. But it was only in reading the lyrics that I right. felt that way. Listening to it, I was like, "This is lame." Yeah, <laughs> can I give like can I give like a stupid. like a goofy reductive counterpoint to, to that? Just reduce for the, it for this. And it's like I didn't buy a dang book; I bought an album. And so if that if those ideas aren't coming across. 
musically, then <laughs> yeah. I think you know it's like I you know I didn't I don't want to read reading, the lyrics. I'm not reading a book of poetry. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't I don't a hundred percent agree with what I just said. Like I said, I was yeah because be you've been a big and, proponent and of like but, physical media this whole podcast. <laughs> so but, like, but but at the same time, I I. <laughs> I like I like your point and 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 I think that's good. I think but it is you're cool right. You can... It's a weak point that like it can't translate like what I what I dove into. On one I hand, it's saying it's like there's more to the record if you work. spend time with it and dive into it a little bit more. But at the same time, right. it's not grabbing you as much as it should. So. Yeah, and I'll concede right. your point too, Kylan. Like yeah. that, that that my first listen this for this little recording session, I was like, yeah. I'm going to let it wash over me and see how it feels. And then yeah. it was on the second one that I decided to read it. And it wasn't until then that I really like kind of let it wash over me in that way. And and yeah, it's yeah. like, if it can't do that on the first listen, there's something to be said for that. That's like yeah. a week. It's a week. But, but you know, I, I do end up like, like reading lyrics, uh, like specifically for this show. Cause I don't really, you know, pay attention to lyrics otherwise. Um, it is a little bit of a bummer that on because Spotify has started the thing where you they have like lyrics and stuff, right? And like three or four of the songs on this record just don't have lyrics to them. I right. don't know who who is in charge of that, that, but get on it, get on it. <laughs> I want to read my dang book of poetry while I listen to my record <laughs> on my app. Do you or don't you? Which one who is knows? it? Who knows, man? Who knows? <laughs> I thought the when he sings "You're Not Invincible" that was like really catchy. That mm-hmm. was the first like really catchy moment on the record. It was a good which, guitar part there too. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't find a ton of like catchy moments on the record the way I have specifically with like uh, "Hell or High Water." Right. Going back to just the song as in general, I kind of feel I view this as like almost just a glorified intro track. Mm-hmm. that's kind of how i view it. like this is an intro track but they're having a little more fun with it like it's longer than like your typical one to that being said i minute. might have enjoyed it more if it was like a minute and a half mm. like if it mm-hmm. was treated as like fully like an intro track mm-hmm. yeah i can see that i feel like there's a lot of like energy and tempo changes that it it does a lot of cool stuff in there i did want to mention uh at 2 30 they like stop and there's like hits on the guitar and it's like got mm-hmm. an LFO. I'm assuming Cody was using the Walrus Audio Julia at the time a lot. So I'm assuming it's that like in like the vibrato mode. Dun, dun, but like yeah. the speed yep. changes as it goes on, which I'm like, that's kind of like a callback to yep. an Empire where the tremolo speed was changing. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I, I like that. that a lot. I noted, yeah, specifically things I would not have uh, noticed, specific like callbacks and, and things that mm-hmm. I would not have noticed had we not have basically just spent the last month only listening to listening to Cities Burn, yeah. So yeah. It, yeah, there there are some cool moments like that on the record. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they seem to really love the like glitchy industrial sounds on this record. Yeah, it feels. And like... I'll get I'll get into that more. But what were you gonna say? I was just gonna say it feels like. Um, this record is like what would have happened if they didn't, if they hadn't lost TJ, but, but like tried to just like catapult into the future of like production technology and, and what sounds would, would have been cool in the future and just made a record that wasn't come now sleep basically. 
that is exactly the note that I have on another song that I was like, <laughs> I think I would have enjoyed this record a lot more were right. this the second record was this after Sun, Sun I Loved You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At, with like original lineup ACB second right. record, the one that I think most people anticipated. And I guess in a way it kind of is, but yeah. it but it feels like there's a little bit of erasure of what the band kind of became in the intervening years. Right. right. Uh, yes. A lot on this record that kind of throws me for a loop that, that like took a couple yeah. listens to kind of like get past to be like yeah uh, that that i'm guessing because we, we talked about that like a lot of like we didn't really get into them until come now sleep but they like considered like even changing their band name and how yeah, i imagine yeah. a lot of people going from sun i love you to come now sleep were thrown for a loop of like is this the same band it right it, it's it's, it's kind of that, the people yeah. that were thrown <laughs> for the loop went Come Now Sleep happened are not thrown for a loop when <laughs> Scream Through the Walls happened, yeah. but people yeah. who, like us, are the opposite. Right, well, yeah. It's it's so interesting because it is, it's like, would it have changed our opinion of the album if it had been album two as opposed to album four? Right, right. Like, how interesting is that? That, like, this band exists in the form that it does now and came out with the album that it did, you know, three years ago, and it's like, it might as well have been the second album sonically. Right, but, it's, but it basically just skips, yeah, the the sort of sonic touchstones of "Come Now Sleep" in a way, and definitely hell definitely. or high water. Hell like high water. Right. This, yes. this sounds nothing like this alternate is, universe. Is this the same band at all? Like, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it, it's it's almost like it it feels like like a like a reboot, like the like yeah with TV shows or or movies or whatever, it feels mm-hmm. like oh okay, it's just like here's another Batman movie. It's like we're just right. gonna ignore like the past six Batman movies, <laughs> yeah. but it's still kind of tied to some of these other tangential Batman properties. Same characters and like yeah, exactly. But it's like, <laughs> but it's like its own thing. And so it took me a little bit to kind of get my head around that. Same. No, Same. I love that. I do have a quote from an interview that Cody did with Krang around the time where he was asked, was it hard getting back into the swing of things? Were you trying to capture your old sound or do something new? And Cody Mm. said, back when TJ left, we put out our second record, Come Now Sleep, and we had people telling us that if TJ had stayed, we would be so much bigger. I always laughed at the idea, but it was always in the back of our minds. Now we've recorded something that will answer that question. That said, I'm certain we <laughs> haven't it. found the sound we would have found back then if TJ had stayed, because it's been so many years and we've all grown from that. This mm, is just true. what it is now. This is what we're doing now. The sound would be different even if TJ didn't come back. Right. But yeah, I, I think he's kind of using it as like, a, okay, everyone always said we'd be big if TJ came back. Right. Like, this is your chance, so, people. Let's see. Yeah, 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 let's big. see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I like catch like, it sounds like he's being a little <laughs> snarky. There's a little, attitude. There. Yeah, a little Lunchford yeah. snark in there. Yeah. yeah, I do like that. I love that. Yeah. Cool. It's a cool opener. I like it. It's fun. Yeah, I agree. It's not my favorite, but I like it for what it is. Yeah, same. Only last note I have on this is that Cody recorded an acoustic reimagined version for a compilation in 2020 called Safe and Sound, an isolation oh. compilation. Oh, oh that's so, cool. So yeah, whenever I check a bun- there was a bunch of artists on there. So it's yeah, it's a, it's a lot different, but it's kind of cool. I watched an interview with him where he mentions, and I'll talk a little more about it later, but he, he mentions that this is one he was really excited about playing live when they were first releasing the album and touring on it. 
which I thought was interesting because like we've said, it's almost like a glorified intro track and it's like, that's the one that you're excited to play live. <laughs> but I could see after, after, you know, after, after how broody they got on later stuff, like they're going to, we're going to come back with some high energy. Yeah. Yep. And having yeah, his brother sense. back and like, yeah, yeah totally. th- this is a little bit of like a statement, like more so than the singles of like, this is ACB, like we're back. Right. So, um, uh, cool. Well, let's move on to track number two, Broadway. Broadway? More like Wide Road, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> He does like his themes, you know? Yeah. He's consistent. I wrote the... I think this should have opened the album. Hmm. Oh, uh, can I just... Hold on. Before we like really get into it, can I just... Uh, to go back to our earlier point, I'm just going to share my screen with you all real quick. This is what's on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> I have to guess the lyrics for this. <laughs> nice. So you like this? Do you think this would have been better as track one? I think so. I think this is more in line with... I do kind of like how it would have been like of Cody. Like you've had Cody in the band for so long and he's yep. the first voice you hear. And then right. kind of like an 84 yep. dog thing. Then TJ can come in yep. again. Yep. That was kind of cool the, the thing. Like it feels like this ties back a little more to their previous discography and who they were as a band. Yeah. Well, oh. yeah. So this one I, I liked a lot more. If I was doing an alternate track list, this would be my opening track. Right. The, I think I think it was like obviously the thematic move of live convinced, die contrary. Sure. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. But but I agree. I think that would be a fun opening track. Yeah, and this definitely feels like more like the first one I was like, it's fine. But this one I'm like, okay, I like this one a lot more. And like you said, it does feel more connected to like previous ACB stuff, but obviously there's a lot of new stuff happening here so that you're like, okay, it doesn't sound like they're just trying to recreate an old record here, but it right. does feel connected a there lot more. There was enough more. that was familiar. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I, yeah, I love TJ's voice on, on this record. It's like, it's a really raw kind of scream, but he can tell his voice is stronger. Yeah. He's developed it a lot more. Yeah. He's a better vocalist. Like, yeah. He's kind of learned some technique along the way. But there are some times on this record where I felt like they they processed his voice too much. Like they put too many like glitchy effects and stuff on it or like chopped and screwed it too much. Hmm. Uh, but this is my favorite song on the record. Oh, oh wow. wow. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Coming in coming in early. It was between this and one other one and I decided uh, I had the other one in my notes, but just listening to it again now, I'm like, no, nah, okay, it is this one. On the fly decision. I like it. Hey, have you met me before? <laughs> <laughs> Who yep. are you? Have you been doing this podcast this whole time? <laughs> uh, on the first song, there's like a cool, like the bass is like the first thing that comes in. And there's like, so Stephen Keach is on bass for this one, of course. And I liked his bass parts on here. He's not doing anything like flashy or like crazy musical, but right. like it supports everything really well and the tone is mm. great. So like mm-hmm. I like the bass on it. It's just like a good supporting role on this record, which is like different compared to like we had bass notes on Come Now Sleep and we had like 
obviously the sweetest base of 2023 on right. color high water. <laughs> so right. it's a lot, yeah. it's, it's a little bit different there and changes the dynamics. And I feel like overall, like the classic ACB drum fills and guitar riffs are more understated here, but mm-hmm. there's still like on this song and the overall record, but they're still like yeah. present enough, but it's not like you're not hearing stuff as often as you did on previous records where you're like, that part was crazy. This part was crazy kind of thing. Right, right. Yeah, it's a lot. It, there's not as much like, yeah, like switching of parts and stuff, but the drums are still just really solid though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, it does feel like less, like they're less in jazz band mode in on this album. They're more in wall of sound mode. Yep. Like, yeah, I agree. Scream through the wall of sound. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's how that's how the production treatment feels across this mm-hmm. album. Is like yeah. just kind of everything all the time. There's there's good bass, there's good drums, but it's all just coming yeah. at you like mm-hmm. a lot of the time. There's yeah. not as much of these like solo moments and like lead. It reminds me more of like uh, Memphis Mayfire than anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can um, see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, Memphis, that late Memphis, like or? late Memphis, like this sort of like this like post the wave of super poppy metal, like a day to remember and stuff like that. Mm. Um, but still utilizing a lot of those techniques, like a lot of the like super compression on everything. Um, and like, let's add some weird glitchy stuff, you know, just cause, but yeah, like hyper pristine. Yeah. It's very like, like modern metal to me. Right. Yeah. I can see that as opposed to like kind of the, I don't know, indie blues kind of sound they had. Yeah, there wasn't a, yeah, everything. on Hell or High Water. Yeah, exactly. It didn't feel as like spread out. Like, like it, it felt like, you know, because of the production of the album, Hell or High Water feels like they're all kind of like spread out, but it feels like they're all in a tiny room playing like right next to each other. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Another big change I noticed on this album was like kind of lyrically and conceptually it seems like i don't know how, i don't know who all is writing lyrics like i don't know how much of this is cody and how much is tj but it's like a lot of it feels like they're bringing in the sort of polarized political um atmosphere at the time and like more social issues like on top of individual stuff and like any kind of religious or faith related stuff. It, it really feels like they're bringing in a lot of that kind of political and social angle, which right. was really interesting. It's almost like a response to the Trump era or it's, you know, yeah, like that's kind of what everyone, every, everyone that was doing yeah. anything creative was doing in 2018. How could you not? Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. So it's, it feels very of, of its time. Like it's an era specific record. Yeah. It definitely feels more externally focused than like any of the rest of their stuff, like looking yeah. at people in society versus like, Cody's just looking at himself for like the church. Right. Well, it's right. interesting because it feels like actually, I don't know, maybe this is just my read on it, but it feels like he kind of did a lot of all of it, but it's just for the first time he's bringing in those social components and those political components mm-hmm. and not just the kind of sh- like self introspection stuff. Like not, uh, th- it's not as singular a record right, as right. far as the themes. It's like very dynamic. Yeah. Yeah. I don't Us know if I like it. Me. I don't know if I hate it. I just <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I'm yeah, the yeah. jury's out kind of. Right, right. Like, I'm just like, okay. Yeah. This is this is new. It's different. New year, new bit. 2019 new year, year 2019. <laughs> I mean, and there's a lot of moments, honestly, lyrically that fall flat. Like, yeah. The We Got Enough 
really you don't even know like what what are you saying do actually? i know <laughs> like because right. they repeat that line and there's a lot of that throughout this album they kind of repeat these lines that are kind of i don't know there's a lot kind of, of leak there's a lot like, of repeating very simple lines and we spoke about the simplicity as a strength of the lyrical writing in the past and i don't like there's sometimes where that seems to land here and there's also sometimes where the simplicity is maybe like they're kind of shrouding themselves in in vagueness as opposed to like using simplicity as a strength mm-hmm. right right um i don't know it it, that... it makes me think of your critique of son i loved you like lyrically kylan when you're yeah. like it's like flowery high school stuff kind of hiding behind prosaic speech. And yeah, right, maybe right, that's right. just the dynamic of when TJ and Cody are writing together. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I think there's something there. I think so too, but TJ, I'm glad I'm glad to hear you're kind of on the same page yeah. on this record as me because that's kind of where I keep falling. I'm like, yeah, this is, this is different. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't yep. know how I feel. Like I can't, yeah, I can't fully, I can't say that I hate it. I can't say yep. that I love it. I'm I'm I might be ambivalent towards it, but I don't <laughs> think so. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh well let's move on to track number three unless we have anything else for this. Cool. Track number three, 2020 AD. This was like their first single that they released in like 2018. And maybe it's just because I know that, but like because I know that they did it first and it came out first. But whenever like in the track list, when you go from track two to track three, like sonically, it feels like it doesn't come in with as much like of a hit. So I don't know if it was like because it was mixed earlier and they maybe used the same mix and it was yeah. like, and but there's something there. Yeah. Cause I'm like, as soon as that first hit's like gone. And then the song starts, then it's fine. But like when right. you go from track right, two yeah, to track yeah. three, you're like, the transition oh, doesn't, itself yeah, is a little it, wonky. It misses a, li- a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. Like they could have benefited from a little connective tissue or like s- something more similar to the first track, like yep. some kind of like intro into it or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. I will say though that this is the first track where it felt like there were some of those hooky, poppy elements that we've appreciated from Cody's writing in the past. Like, for me, this was the first moment where I was like, oh, like, the gotten out of hand line Mm -hmm. is, like, really hooky, and that riff is, like, really catchy. It feels very iconic. Like, I remember this track. You know, once the album's over, the things that are left with me, like, this is one of the moments where I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Yep. My only note was I'm bored with this song. (laughs) It's not my favorite. Yeah, I don't know. It just, it all just feels very like, like it all kind of stays at the same kind of level. Yeah. It like doesn't like do a whole lot. The same sonic dynamic, like all the way through. Yeah. And yeah. as catchy as, as Cody's vocals line are, they are like a little bit, he does, we've talked about this on previous records. He has a tendency to like get a little droney. And this song in particular, I feel like you really feel it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's just kind of there, you know? Yeah. It, that surprises me that this was like a big single because this feels like filler. Yeah, this was the big one they used, yeah. Mm. I do like the part that they do, I think it's at 131 where like the bass cuts out and then comes in like, they like switch up the beat a little bit and the bass drops out and then it like comes in. Do, 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 do. I can't. 
kind of thing. Yeah. So I like that part a lot. But yeah, yeah overall, this is just not like one of my favorite songs on the record. Yeah, so it like leaves some space there. So I do like that part a lot. Like, that's a you have the whole Cody singing his catchy part, and then you have like the musical stuff that's interesting behind it as well. Right. Some sweet lunch for drum rolls at the very end of the song that I like. Yeah. Yeah. True. Once again, his his drumming I think was my favorite part of this whole record. Oh wow! Right yeah. on. Hit, hit and TJ's vocal. Hmm. I I liked the addition yes. of, of TJ's vocal. I wish. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't want to. Yeah, because how do you feel about it compared to? Because you felt like when they were doing the double vocals on "Sign I Love You" that they were kind of stepping on each other's toes. Like, how do you feel about the dynamic between both? Uh, of them we'll now? talk about it on another song. Oh, okay. Fine. <laughs> I, I have like I think literally. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about it on another song. Is, it, is that your only <laughs> note on another song? So you don't want to. <laughs> potentially, potentially. Yeah, yeah. We got to spread them out, y'all. I've already wasted like half my notes on some of the other songs because I didn't have much to say. Uh, yeah, we got anything else about 2020 AD? Yeah, basically all my notes are lyrics. So, <laughs> cool. Let's go for it. If if that's okay, I yeah. I like that this one was sort of. Um, it's like it's funny. It's a, a little like prescient because of when this album came out, but the song is about the year 2020. Yes. Right, like, yeah, yeah. That's crazy to me and they uh-huh. talk about like our tendency as a culture to be overly self-involved and cut off from each other, like right, right. And there's more later on in the album about that idea, but the fact that this song exists the way it does and like the hello so long, hello so long. Mm-hmm. I think that's actually a lyric that I would say is kind of weak. And it's again, that kind of like same simple line repeated, 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 and it could have been better. It could have been stronger, but because 2020 was the year that it was right. Retrospectively, yeah, yeah. it's like, it hits. Like, in 2019, so you're like, long. oh, whatever. But in 2020 or 2021, you're like, dang, I feel exactly. that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like, that's not to their credit. That's just like, the chaos of the universe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it does make me appreciate the song more, which is so Mm -hmm. funny. Yeah. And I love that. You know, they're talking about like the modern age of smartphones and like social media cutting us off and making us distractible and short attention spans, blah, 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 and like dividing us. But, but like there was also a pandemic that divided us and they had no way of knowing that, but they kind (laughs) of called it. Yeah. It's awesome. I love that. I will say a note on some of that stuff, like, because they're talking about like social media and like phones and stuff like that. And even like pandemic stuff. Like when I've heard like lyrics talking about the pandemic, I'm like, this is obviously there's a lot you can talk about about this from a lot of angles, but I'm really not interested in hearing about it. So like whenever someone like has a song where it's like talking about like phones and stuff like that, I'm like, I understand that that's something we need to address as a society, but that's not what I want to hear about in a song. Like, right. That's not like, I'd buy, a, I'd buy a want. dang book if I wanted to yeah, know about it. Yeah, the New Yorker for that. It's like, I'm not what is with your hate of books I don't know. Episode, I'm very anti-literary this episode. <laughs> a lot's changed. I know, I don't know. Also, you guys, he did the thing again. At the end of this song, he says, it's been a long time, it's been so long, call me soon and we'll catch up. Hate to be so out of touch now, it's nothing personal. You're just so out of sight and out of... Oh, they cut it off? Yeah, yeah. He doesn't finish the line. He doesn't say the last word. He leaves us wanting more. We talked about that in Hawkboy, right? Uh-huh. Yes. Was that when I mentioned that? Yeah. I love that. I think it's I an, an effective like musical 
trope. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I, I dig it's it. It's like a little trick. Did it again. Yeah. Yeah. Are you saying Cody gets off on being withholding? <laughs> yep. That's exactly what I'm saying. And I'm here for it. <laughs> a little little trickster. I'm keeping my deep cut Arrested Development references in 2023, yep. guys. I know. You really are, man. Boom. boom New boom. Year, same bit. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to track number four. Hollowed Out. So this is the point in the record where things start to get a lot better for me. Like yep, mm, for from sure. here on for till sure. the end, I'm like, yes, this is what yeah. I'm here for on this record. Yeah. And this is my favorite song on the record. Oh, cool. Oh, but wow. yes, but from here on out, I'm like, yes, this is like, this is what I wanted. The first three tracks, I'm like, I like Broadway more than 202080 and Live Convinced. Mm. But from here on out, it's like, yes, much better. What about this sort of stood out to you? and help lift your experience um well i feel like in the you automatically like have like some more classic acb guitar parts kind of happening mm-hmm, when definitely. cody's singing here i still think they do a really good job of like changing up the verses and like having tj and cody interplay with each other but in like interesting ways i really like how they balance them this one just seems to really come together and i am pretty sure it's the most streamed song on spotify so i'm not the only one that thinks that as well Oh, wow. This one is just so good. I love how like heavy and big it gets in the chorus. Mm-hmm. And it's like kind of halftime-y in a way that This Is It kind of was a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. This is like one of their heavier moments in like their whole catalog, I feel like. Yeah. But yeah. I like it. I do too. This is, this is the one that I was talking about in the last song. I think their voices work super well together. Yeah. Like they have, to me, figured it out. Of like singing certain lines together and then branching off and coming back together, it it works super well. And I feel like you mm-hmm. get the perfect mix of both of them. Like you don't feel mm-hmm. like like on the first record you get some Cody in there, but it's a lot of TJ. And then obviously other ones, it's all Cody. But here right. you get a good amount of both of them. Both. It's like a balanced yeah effect. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I don't like though is that, yeah, this is the song where they do the. Hold on, I'm trying to remember where it is. I didn't write down a time code. I wasn't smart enough. This is the like where the vocal it almost feels like a filter or like it gets, starts to get pitched up. The speed it like works. The speed, yeah, yeah, it like stresses like me out. I get it. I get that's like w- the point, but that doesn't mean I have to like everything, it. Everything, everything, <laughs> everything, everything. It's like yeah, it just like stresses me out, man. That's funny because I mentioned that as something I liked because that's also something they did. That was a production trick they used that I mentioned in, I don't know, Hell or High Water or Hawk Boy. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't remember And I was that. like, I love that. I love when they do that. And they did it again. And I like it. But it makes sense. It It's weird. It's chaos. Like, it's total mm-hmm. chaos. So mm-hmm. I can see how it would be, like, really stressful. <laughs> it, no, it's funny. it just stresses me out. Because but... there's already a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a busy moment in the song. And then they just, like, throw a little more insanity into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this whole song is pretty, like, action-packed. There's a lot. It's full. It's got, like, production-wise, it's got a lot of, like, parts happening and stuff like that. Not a lot of space to breathe, but I don't know. This one just feels it has all the stuff that you want on it. Yeah. It's a good song. 
Yeah. Josh, here we are again with the title track being. I was just about to say. (laughs) So now we are three of their four albums have that. Because I don't think Color High Water is a lyric on the record. Right. Right. Which is cool because that means Acid's Burn has zero title tracks, which I'm about. Well done. I know. You love it. You love love that. I love (laughs) giving their metal. No proper title tracks. That's really why I'm an Acid's Burn fan. I'm like, oh, no, no title tracks? Only that. Yeah. (laughs) Makes sense to me. And I like that the title, the, the album title lyric is so strong in the context of the song. Right. It's a it's a powerful turn lyrically, like thematically. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't know if y'all have heard this, but Cody said that it's like it's about his struggle of like yeah. depression or isolation mm-hmm. and feeling separated and how sometimes we feel like we're in different rooms, but if we scream through the walls like right. together, it, it feels like we can be connected again. Hmm. Um which again is going back to the social commentary on That's what I was gonna say. And and they, you know, they also continue the theme that they've done on every album of like snowballing of like this song yes. I feel like is kind of like a, like a sequel, a sequel yep. to the song before, you know, it's like continuing some of those themes, but making it less macro and more like micro and like yep. personal. Absolutely. Which is why I probably, you know, I, I like this one a little bit more too. Yeah. Lyrically. Yeah. It's strong for that reason. This was a, this was a high point for me lyrically. Nice. Yeah, on the album. So we haven't hit your favorite one yet, though, TJ, right? Mm, I mean, Kylan pooped on it, but I really like "Live Convinced." Okay, so. hey, I mean that's fine. Like, yeah, you're allowed <laughs> no, to. Like I just it. Want, you did it to my I favorite like one. Everything you like, you, so. Kylan. No, I hate. I want to be the same as you. <laughs> I, hate, I hate that. I want to live inside your brain, man. No, you do not. Ooh. I guarantee you, you do not. <laughs> no, no I'm kidding. It would be looking upon them mountains of madness like you would <laughs> it would be like you would in very lovecraftian style <laughs> your hair would turn white and you would gouge your eyes out are there cthulhu monsters floating in space behind me? always always but they're they're <laughs> constantly laughing at josh's arrested development references <laughs> perfect that's why i make them you know <laughs> bring that's a your sacrifice to the to the to the, madness. to the eldritch horrors inside my brain listen man if there was a soundtrack for that it would be this album that's all i'm gonna say maybe <laughs> just scream through the walls kylan just scream through nice in your isolated room no i'm saying maybe track, track five. number five ah, maybe oh, I didn't <laughs> catch that. that was so good that was so was that was so organic. It was so, it was so smooth. That you... <laughs> wow, you got me. I was with you. You I, did. Thanks. Maybe. <laughs> I might have been. Maybe. This one I feel like lyrically feels like kind of most classic ACB in like Come Now mm. Sleep. Like I feel yes. like it's the most Come Now Sleep on this record. 100%. Totally agree. That's exactly what I said. I was like, thematically and sonically, this is Come Now Sleep. Yes. Yep. I like this song a lot. I love yeah. the drums on this song. Yeah. Agreed. Because they're real chill, but they also like secretly are really driving the song forward. Mm-hmm. It's the Lunchford demo. Mm-hmm. And I really like the placement of this record. So we're back to kind of like 
great sequencing because I feel like mm-hmm. the, the middle of the record is the perfect place for this one. Yeah, yep. like bring it yeah, down. It closes outside a really. Well. I mean, I guess this is like the most chill or like soft song on the record, which is not really. But compared well, to everything else, it's like a else, ballad it, almost. Yeah. Yes, you yeah, know? that's right. That's what it is. Which feels great, yeah, where it is, like you're saying. He also leans into that Tom DeLonge on this. Uh-huh, for sure. You know? For sure. Like, he's kind of doing that affected. The nasally kind of thing. hmm But I love it. Yeah, this one has some other callbacks. I feel like on the pre-chorus, uh, when TJ comes in, there's like the guitar part is almost kind of like that alarm tone that we talked about in 127. Oh, kind of yeah. like those big bends. So I was like, there's some mm-hmm. callbacks. There's mm-hmm. this has more nautical themes and motifs on it. Yes. Of course. So that's we're back to the maritime ACB. themes. <laughs> so good. Mm-hmm. And I really <laughs> like. Bitches love the sea. <laughs> Bitches, Bitches is me. Is me. <laughs> <laughs> It's so good. I love that. Uh, but I, to its credit, I really like in at section or section at two minutes and 21 seconds, they go into a part that like it feels like you're swaying kind of on the ocean. So like, mm-hmm. I don't know. And I never caught that until like I was listening to it today and I was like, oh, I like that. Like that part works for that with how it yeah. matches with the lyrics and like the overall like picture they're painting with the song. So I right. did like that a lot. The Sonics matching up with the lyrics. Mm-hmm. It's the best. Classic ACB, man. They're back to being Louisiana's finest yeah. jazz band, baby. I know. I know. I was worried that they had lost it. But they just got to talk about being they're... back out on the ocean again, you know? I know. Mm-hmm. They've, been, they've been out shrimping all day, and they got to come back. <laughs> <laughs> That's what this song is about. Shrimping. <laughs> favorite song no, about shrimping. shrimping. <laughs> Bitches be shrimping. <laughs> What's your kind of what are your top ten tripping songs? <laughs> this. All ten. Uh, this and the Hans Zimmer score to Forrest Gump. Perfect. Hans Zimmer. I don't know who did it. I was like, I he just, didn't do it, did he? He might have. I think he did. Hold on, now I gotta know. No way he did. I'm gonna guess Alan Silvestri since that was. Oh, it's probably Alan Silvestri. Yeah, guess, you're right. was yeah, also yeah. Uh, what's his face? Bob. Zemeckis, yeah. Zemeckis, mm-hmm. yeah. While you're looking that up, Kylan. That's super important. I'm going to talk about something not important at all, okay? Not right. It was not Alan Silvestri. Very... It was Alan Silvestri. You're oh, right. good. You're right. Good, good, all right, right, great. Glad we got that settled. <laughs> I have a lot of cognitive dissonance with this song. Okay. And it's and especially I'll put it to you, Kylan Vibe guy, because vibe-wise, I got kind of triggered to be honest, because so? the chorus feels like a worship song, man. Like it's so amazing. I made it this far. You know, it's like very Interesting, like yeah. emotive, like put your hands up. Very like hell songy, like yeah. Yes. And for me, that's like, whoa, 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 what are we doing? Like the, it, it kind of freaks yeah. me out a little bit. But the funny thing is, the lyrics are kind of they're they're self-aware. They're like very Right, right, right. They're very grounded in a way that I actually connect to. Like kind of spiritually or emotionally. So like I'm listening to the words and I'm like, this is awesome. And then the music. And then, but then the like, vibe. Oh, no, no. It's like, oh, that's interesting. I did not is pick it just up on that. vibe it's, of it or is it the lyrics? Yeah. So it's like, like this four, four kind of like, like one, two, three, three four, four, worship. And the big yeah, yeah. word is amazing. <laughs> and I can't believe that I made it this far. Praise the Lord. You know, oh my God. it's, you, it's you, that kind you of You understand feel. that I'm 100% taking your audio 
from that clip and making Loop a it. worship song. Put a drum beat no, under it. Put I was just thinking, I was like, like we found our it. promotional clip for <laughs> <laughs> this episode. That's fine. This is I resign myself reels. to my fate. I am the sacrifice. Yeah, I mean, that totally makes sense. And that's so funny that I didn't pick up on that vibe. But now that you're saying it. Like if you like, just repeated this chorus right. 24 times and that was right, the right. song, it's Hillsong. <laughs> then it would, yeah, yeah, for sure. And then you got to have a 4156 bridge. Exactly. Right. And then you come back Thank to you. the chorus. Yeah. But then the back half of the chorus lyrically is like, it's so amazing I made it this far. Once it crossed my mind. I would find a jumping ship. I can't believe I stayed afloat. I stayed afloat this long. It, that's like kind of reckoning with some stuff. Yeah. So that feels a little more grounded and, and real and human. I don't know. So so I'm like, okay, I'm I'm about this, but I just right. The feel was like, what? yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think because I, I know like the second half of the chorus, like it's like I view the first half of that through that lens. So I don't feel like mm-hmm. he's like. I think he's still just being like. Oh, like it's like it's amazing, but not like in like this celebratory way, like no, I know kind of thing. But yeah, it's entirely the sort of delivery and the feel, yeah, yeah, chord progression and the time signature. I love that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was just a weird. No, no, no. It no, no, no. It's not. I want to ask Cody. Like, hey, man. Like, are you are you like trolling? Is this like a send up of (laughs) music? Like, it very well could be, which (laughs) would make me appreciate it even more. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, well, we got anything else on maybe? Maybe. <laughs> I'm ready to change the song. Uh, nope. 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 Shutting it Why down. Why can't I do it, guys? You <laughs> guys can do it. I liked it, Josh. <laughs> because you don't do it well. That was, that was terrible. <laughs> I liked it a lot. <laughs> uh, all right. All right. <laughs> Josh, can you say that again? Can, can we get it clean? Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. For yeah. the podcast? No. Track six, track six, chains. Chains feels like the name of a Hillsong song. Yes, (laughs) that has the word "amazing" in it. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. This feels like a real crowd pleaser song. Like it yes. feels like like when they're writing this, they were imagining playing this live. Live, 100%. The guitar is so good. This might be my favorite guitar on the record. The guitar throughout yeah. this song. Yes, guitar is great on this one. The only track to compete with uh, Live Convinced for my favorite track on this album is this one. Nice. Well, this is my first nod to Sweet Sweet Bass. <laughs> Mm. This is where I first like really noticed it. 
Stephen Keach did like like we were talking about like he did a really good job throughout the record like holding it down. But there's something about the tone. I think it was just a little up uh, higher in the mix, and it's groovy. This track is yeah groovy. yeah. It so it gives groovy. the bass room to like move. It also has my favorite lyrical moment that I think is incredibly funny. Tell me where he says thank god i'm not afraid i'm not afraid to die really really though i really am afraid to die comes in and he's like i really (laughs) like really really like (laughs) it's like yeah there's like all because like that's such a like a rock and roll you know anthem sing-along like i'm not not afraid afraid to to die die. and it's like really though really but actually (laughs) i i am afraid to die and i i love that i really love that i don't know that's helping me appreciate that line because i kind of hated it because it was more kind of like it felt like more of that oblique like really really though i'm just saying words that have lots of consonants in them so that i can fill the space of the song really really though i am afraid but Whoa, did KJ52 just show up on our podcast? Yeah. No, it's Grits. I'm here. It's it's ooh, it's me, Grits. Uh, ooh, uh, my life be like, really, really, my life be like, I'm afraid to die. It's my life me. be like, Grits. <laughs> it, that's like, have I told you guys the, I don't remember how it happened, but it's an inside joke with my wife and I, where I use the Mario voice and I go, it's me, Morrissey. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I love that. I think because I was trying to do, well, I did a Kermit the Frog impression and then I was like, oh, he sounds kind of like Morrissey. And then I was trying to do a Morrissey impression and I couldn't do it. Can you combine Morrissey, Mario, and Kermit for us right now? No, I can't. I can't. I don't think the world is ready for that. I can't do it. No, I, I, it's literally impossible. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's it's a me, Morrissey. Morrissey talks to like in the back of like, it's like I know his like. Yeah, I can like I can like That's imagine why he sounds like him Kermit. saying yeah. anything, but I can't reproduce like his voice. Like I can read right. stuff and imagine it in Morrissey's voice, but I can't like do. Well, that. I had yeah, because I, I, I with had Johnny it. Marr too. I had it for like a hot second. I was doing the Morrissey impression, <laughs> and then I lost it, so it turned into Mario. So I go, it's me, Morrissey. <laughs> Morrissey, <laughs> it's me, Johnny Mario. <laughs> uh, really, really though, <laughs> I am afraid to die. <laughs> me too. Me too. I'm not afraid to die, but I'm a little bit scared of what comes after. Oh my mm. gosh. Mm-hmm. Yep. Nice. Also, I really love Cody's vocal choice on ah. Like he does this weird, like, line on on the eyes part. It's seeing with your eyes, mm-hmm. and that felt so out of left field. And I was like, "Where did that come from?" Yeah. And also, why do I love it so much? Because mm-hmm. it doesn't fit. It like feels like it shouldn't work under the chord or over the chord progression. And it's like. It's awesome. It's so No, I do like that. Weird. That's a good catchy part too. I feel like, yeah, all the catchy stuff in this album is like later. Like track four. Yeah, yeah. All, then it's like musically really solid. Good like vocal stuff here. This was the mm-hmm. one I had my note on. Like TJ's vocals have gotten really good on this record. Mm-hmm. I'm just curious what y'all think about the lyrics in the bridge where they say, love is the end, love is the means. And they're like, they're screaming at this kind of like gang vocally or whatever, which I'm like, I really like it. And I'm like, it could very well be cheesy or cliche, but like I, I feel like it's coming from a genuine place with them. And so like oh, right. how they've kind of done that in the past of like saying like just simple stuff where you're like, 
I mean, that could be cheesy, but I feel like you believe it and you mean it. So yep. it gets a pass from me. Yeah. No, yeah. I loved it. Okay. I think that's one of those like examples of the simplicity being effective. And it's yep. like super anthemic. And like you said, Kylan, it's a cloud crowd pleaser. Like especially this moment feels like the high energy moment. Yeah, at, everyone at a live of. show. Mm-hmm. So like I can imagine them doing like a one minute like drum only audience scream that line just over and over totally. again. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Super strong. Um, really, really though. Really, really though. They also have a moment in verse two, I think it is, where they talk about um it doesn't matter what change you choose just as long as it's change you choose sort of the illusion of freedom that kind of thing right um and it reminded me of a line from a song by delta spirit called salt in the wound that i love to cover and i think it's a really cool song it's similar themes it says if there's a god in my head then there's a devil too how can i tell the difference when they both claim to be true maybe god is god maybe the devil's me well, I just throw my chains on and tell myself that I'm free. Chains, are mm. they really there? Is this just in my head while well, I'll stay in bed? <laughs> and this feels like it's in the same sort of thematic realm as yeah, that. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter what chains you choose, as long as it's chains you choose. Right, right. Super dark, but like yeah, yeah. <laughs> the best. So here's an yeah. example again Super of simplistic dark, lyrics. But the best. <laughs> yeah. Nailing it. <laughs> yeah, this feels like a super dark song which is yeah. like funny because yeah. like juxtaposed like a high energy crowd pleaser right like, exactly like, yeah but the bridge yeah. lands it with some yeah hope. exactly like love is the end love is the means like that's what makes it all work is it's like mm -hmm. setting it up with all this kind of dark thematic stuff but then it's like yeah love is the end love is the, the means. light breaks through and you're like let's do let's choose right. that actually <laughs> yeah 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 exactly the bright white yeah. lights really really though <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be my new bit for 2023 really really though just do it for the acb series well it ends really. now all right this has been church <laughs> jams kidding. now I'm just kidding that's a joke josh and tj last and one it's a meme morrissey morrissey <laughs> alan silvestri what are you I, doing here I it's me, Alan Silvestri. <laughs> That's so stupid. I'm Grits. My mind. <laughs> Grits. <laughs> what are you doing I here? Like, I feel like Grits should do a podcast with uh, the dude from uh, Mercy Me. <laughs> Chat Bart. <laughs> Chat Bart. All right, track number seven, Bart. Bright White Lights. I like the synth on this. Oh yeah, it was an interesting texture. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I didn't even notice it until you said it. Uh, the guitar on this totally reminds me of the guitar from "This Is It." This is it. Yes, it feels I like a kind exact of same sped thing. up version a little bit, or like a more mm -hmm. frantic version of that. Yep. But it's got that kind of like that kind of like mm -hmm. weedly sound mm -hmm. that I really loved. Kind of jumping all around. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it fe it feels like a callback to that. Yeah, and mm -hmm. like we said before, like there's not like a ton of like real big hooky guitar parts on there. So like mm -hmm. this one, and they use it so much in the song, which I'm not mad about because I'm like, yeah, that's what I want from Acid's Burn. Some like sweet mm -hmm. guitar riffs. Yeah, guys. Yeah, I'm way more about the side B of this record than the no, side. No, yeah, yeah, it's way better. 
Even though my favorite is on side A. I wanted the lyrics on this one to be a little stronger. They're good. They seem a little like face value, I guess. They're like a little, but that's fine. Like sometimes you need those songs. Yeah, but it does feel like there's a lot of like, all right, we came up with this one line. Let's just say it a bunch (laughs) on this record. More so than any other. quarter of a song as opposed to a full song. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I agreed. And I wonder if it's just like they were maybe just having more fun with the music on yeah, the record, but it, you know. I heard Cody talk about that, how like this album was an opportunity for them to kind of like not have any expectations and just kind of have fun. Like, yeah. And we talked about that a little bit with Hell or High Water. I think this is finally them hitting their stride with with letting go of the critic portion for sure. of the creative yeah. process or the the critical mind but it does it's interesting because it's like we like we like when cody seems tortured by perfectionism (laughs) right right you know and then we Uh, get this and we're like great "Hmm." but it's yeah it seems like they wrote this record with like once again with like live performance in mind right uh because yeah when when you're playing a show you know and you just have and you have one line that you repeat a bunch that's easier for everyone to like chant back to you you know yep. what i mean and the performance as long as it's good like brings the emotion people right. are gonna you know be present with you so that makes mm-hmm. sense yeah i don't have much else to say about this song it's got good energy got good good guitar parts oh i really do like the part at 214 where they go into the halftime that part oh, yeah. is super good like yes the song's been driving for so long and mm-hmm. then they like go into the halftime part there and it's just like so like oh yes so yep. rewarding. You were like wanting it. Yes. Like, but they held off for like head. so long and they're like, now we're going to give it to you. And you're like, yes, uh-huh. this is what I wanted the whole time. Yeah. This was one I feel like after the record came out, I feel like this was one that I think I was drawn to a little bit later. That was like, this was like a one I discovered. That was like, oh, I really like this song, I think, because mm-hmm. of the guitar parts and stuff like that. So it took a little while for me to like be like, I like this one a lot. Yeah. Yeah, Josh, I wrote that as a grower because it was yes. my third listen that I really liked the song took a second didn't do it the first two <laughs> needed some time well, yeah well here we are now here we are this is it this is it really really though <laughs> so josh would you say that and, and tj i guess before this listen would you say that like track seven was like kind of like a blind spot for you on this record no i think track <laughs> eight is the blind ah spot. okay well here we go track eight blind spots I feel like we did that a lot. We did a lot more pun transitions, and then we kind of dropped off. I'm glad uh, we're bringing it back. So we're bringing it back, man. It yeah. all depends. So, I think it's all dependent upon like the records that you do. Because I mean, some records true. are very conducive to that. Some aren't. Yeah, that's very true. Yep. I'm very curious, Kylan, about what you're going to think about this song because this is kind of like a left turn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I like the idea of this song, production-wise. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But it ended up being way too like too industrial, like too industrial, nails. early two thousands, like on the underworld soundtrack, like <laughs> credit song. You know Blue what I mean? And leather. Yes, is very, it cold? Yes, <laughs> wet. 
Wet <laughs> and blue. Lots of wet vampires. Leather. Like, yeah, I don't know, man. I wanted to like it. I really did. Yeah. No, I feel similarly. And is it is it just the production? It's just the production. Okay. Uh, lyrically, I like it. I love the guitar tone. Mm-hmm. And it does feel like, you know, doing the kind of callback snowball kind of thing uh in this like i feel like like telling a personal story of the two brothers is like Mm -hmm. a big thing throughout all of their discography so having something like that on this record which is a lot sort of like kind of bigger wider about everybody like sharing those kind of like feels like really like personal kind of intimate moments uh Mm -hmm. i was here for but i yeah i couldn't i couldn't get past the the industrial production man but hey at least the second verse gives us an opportunity to slap down a spot on our kylan songwriting bingo card <laughs> that's true Drink cigarettes with that's my true. brother yep that's true i know i know <laughs> all my friends are dropping tabs i know but i agree it feels a little like i don't know you know it's what like it feels kitschy. like it feels it feels less like early 2000s electro and it feels like i know you guys were going to shows a lot around this time too but like josh when we were in like delser so like when was that like 2011 2011 2012 uh i feel like it was like 11 the the thing for like metal bands to have like part of their set like intro to a song or whatever black out all the lights and have just like some some crazy electro thing that the like like that the drummer made you know what i mean as either as either like an intro to the set or some point in the set i feel like every band did that and it Mm -hmm. feels like this was them being like well we never got to do that let's do that (laughs) like (laughs) you know what i mean but it feels like it feels like 10 years too late (laughs) to Mm -hmm. jump on that trend yep yeah and like Lyrically, the 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 song again feels kind of half baked. Like it's like, yeah, an idea is there. Mm-hmm. I wish they had written a little more on this song. Like, right. kind of leaned into it a little more and gotten more expansive with it. But yeah, I never dig in, dug into the lyrics until we were until this like listen. But I like the lyrics a lot more of like how they're talking about like blind spots of like you need people in your life to like see your blind spots for you and like bring yeah. them to your attention. So like, I I really like that idea. Totally. And I feel like you get like that with he's talking about his brother and like like that could be him his brother could be doing that for him. So I like that yeah. aspect of it. The sentiment is really beautiful. But yeah. Yeah. TJ like you said though, it feels kind of half baked. Like yeah, the idea is there. It's like we're here. It just doesn't keep going. Yeah. Yeah. I mean is this, is this the shortest song on the record too? Yeah. This feels hmm. like the least like complete, like kind of just like, well, I have this idea. Right. Well, they did it not with Matt Goldman, so maybe they like had like the idea. They're like, oh, let's do it with our friend, and he can put all these cicada hi hat stuff on it, kind of stuff. And yeah, I definitely I like the idea of it too. I think it's just too much on the production side of it. But yeah, I think it's like mm. for being a short song, like it's still a like, catchy and memorable, great guitar tone. Yeah. I like the lyrics. I like Cody's voice on it. I think if yeah, you tone down the production a little. I bit wish they more. they had gone like like the widow route mm. and just like stripped it all away. Stripped down. Yeah, I think would have been so good. That'd be hmm. cool. I'd like to hear that. Mm-hmm. Also, fun fact about this song: 
the vocals on the song are all from Cody's first take. Oh, oh wow. really? Isn't that crazy? That's cool. Yeah. And he said the same thing about the second verse on Made Too Pretty. Oh, wow. Hmm. First take. That's cool. Like nice. scratch wow. vocals. And we talked about that on Gates feels like a one take song vocally and stuff like that. Yeah. So that's mm-hmm. definitely something they've done, seem to have cool. done throughout their catalog. Yeah. I, yeah. I like that they throw in a little like venture out tease, like right at mm-hmm. two minutes. Like they throw that in there. Mm, yeah. Nice. Cool. Yeah, that is cool. Well, that seems as good a spot as any to venture into track number nine. Ooh, very <laughs> nice. Venture. This was the other one on my list vying for uh, number one on this record. Really? Yeah. Do tell. I don't know, man. It just, uh, it doesn't feel as, I don't know, it, it doesn't feel as like energetic wall of sound to me. It does feel a little more kind of spread out. And I yeah. like that it comes after uh blind spots it feels very like me without you to me oh yeah this song uh-huh. like like that that drum Get groove that. is very me without you and the way they kind of do their vocals uh-huh feels yeah, yeah very true. me without you kind of gang vocal thing mm-hmm. yeah i really like how they i forgot to mention that on like bright white light they like bring it down and that yeah. goes into blind spots so well and then blind they bring it up again they, said they know how to sequence a record man they, do. they really do yes. like yep uh this has another reference i mean it says like now you're standing on stilts didn't see the walls coming up like mm-hmm. you know harkening mm-hmm. back to the name of the album and mm-hmm. other lyrics so yeah i don't know if y'all saw this but tj was quoted as saying this song is saying that if you stay in the center of how you see it you will not open your mind to a new perspective when something is spinning on its axis at the center no movement is felt the mm. further you venture out the more you'll feel the spin and at a higher speed it's frightening keep fighting to open the mind don't stay put until you die and then he also said this song is a band favorite to play live interesting having I that extra context that. is really cool like because yeah. it helps well, me that, appreciate that's the very TV. that Honestly, you, TJ. If, and if also you think, TJ Bonnet. Yeah. <laughs> if <laughs> yeah. if you think about the the lyrical content of the record, to me that that kind of encapsulates what the record's about. Mm-hmm. Like it's all sort of like it it, you know, I don't I don't think it's just because of the time period in which it came out, but the record does right. feel pretty political. Mm-hmm. And not not even necessarily like actual like politics, but you know, just like this sort of division of culture that we've Social like issues. steadily been been growing towards and yeah. the idea of just like hey kind of like stopping like consider other people in this argument and stuff you know i right. feel like there's a lot of like that's kind of what this record is about right and the connective power in doing mm-hmm. that for yourself yeah. not just to like entertain somebody else's perspective right right but like that you'll actually grow as a person and mm-hmm. be challenged and and maybe have support from other people that you're trying to connect with by making yeah. an effort to do that. Also, that breakdown at 221 goes hard, mm-hmm. but I wanted it earlier in the song. Oh, I no, wanted I like, like some dynamic range. You think so? 
Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I want to rework the song. I mean, it like, kind of it does make it to where like the whole first half is building to that, and then it like it happens. But so it, I could see how it's kind of like one dimensional in that way. Yeah, I think that's how I felt about it. Yeah, but I mean, I feel like that just makes it for me like when it happens, you're like, yes, this is what this has been building up to. Payoff and, seems worth it. Yeah, it's pretty. I, sweet. I don't know how I feel about it. I wanted it to be like less intense, but happen like a breakdown, maybe at one minute instead of at the two minute mark. And then it go back to that me without you kind of mm-hmm. snare thing with the gang vocals and then drop again, even bigger. Like I wanted kind of like a That'd hill cool. valley and then a mountain peak. Yeah. Right. Like, okay. But you know, I, I'm not in as cities burn. My name's TJ, but they already had one of those. So you're such a Cody. I don't get a say in the matter. <laughs> well, guys, do you we have anything else about track nine? We got we got one track left, and then we got a lot of other stuff to cover to finish yeah, out this. We, we do, man. I don't know. We did. We never do like second favorites, but this might be my second favorite song on here. I I like this one a lot. Venture. Yeah. Yeah, this that's what I'm saying. This it was really solid. It it was between this and Broadway. Yeah. Um, I'd say something, but I don't want to die contrary. No, go for it. Well, I, I don't want to die contrary, so. Oh, oh, I, oh my God. I did not even catch that at all. TJ, just look convinced, man. <laughs> Thanks, man. I will. Here we go, guys. Last track of Scream Through the Walls. Uh, pulling a real TJ. Die contrary. I mean, right off the bat, you've got the, you know, the lyrical uh, mirror to track one. Yeah, I love the bookends of like how it starts and ends. Mm-hmm. Yep. Good mirroring. I really like the guitar trend they have in the beginning. Like, I feel like that's not like very typical ACB, but right. I really like it. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. I like this a lot more than the first track. Sorry, TJ. Oh, yeah. That's okay. Yeah. No, I, I like this track a lot. Um, I think it's a strong closer. I don't have much else to say. I didn't <laughs> yeah, write. I didn't else? write. Okay. No, I didn't. I, I didn't write notes on it. Yeah, I didn't write. I didn't write notes on this song. Typical <laughs> Josh Kylan move. This one has a lot of parts to it. Like it starts out with kind of that washy kind of thing, and then it really picks up for like the choruses, which are really high energy. And I love like how it goes from there to there, and then it kind of drops it back down again. And then even at the end, there's like a key change that like finishes how like they kind of stay in like a nice chill spot and then it like ends really super strong so i feel like the dynamics for this song are really really good yeah Mm -hmm. uh it ends the record super well that way of like how it leaves you in all the different like journey they take you on sonically with it this one has a lot of callbacks a lot of like references too Mm -hmm. what all did you catch josh Okay, well, we'll start with the most obvious one first, if you yeah. want to. And the TV. big one, right? The big one. And I feel like this is the most like fan service moment. Totally. But like when TJ screams, I need you at my darkest, like mm-hmm. obviously we all know. And it's Full like a big circle. fan service moment, but I'm not mad about it. Like everyone's yeah, been yeah. waiting they, for TJ to come yeah. back in the band. Like, like it's they, they earned it. It's earned. Yes, yes. Totally. <laughs> totally yeah. The cool stakes looking. have been there all along. Yes, yeah, I saw what you were doing with it, but I'm like, that's fine, do it. Like, I like it. I'm glad, yeah. you know? I'm glad mm-hmm. you're back, TJ. 
<laughs> whenever they do like the voiceover part where it's like the radio, I don't know what the clip is from, but then they have like the tremolo guitar going. I feel like you get a lot of like clouds of like them when they were interviewing the people for clouds about yes. like what do yeah. you, who do you think God is and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and then the last one I have was they say you're the only son, which was, I feel like is a semi reference to kind of new son. So those mm, were the yeah. ones that I had. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you're kind of referencing a lot here. Yeah. Or possible references. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree with all those. And I, I think also there's in album references, like, you know, the obvious, like the so bright is like the callback to the bright oh, white yeah, lights. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And TJ said something about that that I'll share later that really helped redefine how I understood bright white lights. I know I complained about the lyrics on that one being feeling a little like pedestrian, but this really reframed it for me. So I'll share that in a second. But also the we came into the world as one. Now something has broke us in two. That's a theme that's actually hit throughout the album, including yep. Live Convinced, like the I am idea, like oneness and like mm-hmm. spirit hoping you will find I am. So this feels like a great bookend. Yeah. Just having that lyric in it, kind of calling back to that idea. But yeah, I can share the TJ quote. It's 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 money. So yeah, do it. Go for it. He said, this was one of the very first songs we started writing. We love how this one came together. This song says, maybe we were a substance, one with God or the creator before we arrived here, but something broke us in two. Sometimes we feel distant from ourselves, others, God. Something isn't quite right. The bright white light, in quotes, he says, is illuminating the heavy weight of existence and consciousness. So like that kind of turns it on its head, right? It's yeah. not it's not just the straightforward like, oh, everything's great in the light. Like it's adding some complexity to well, the light shines on things that makes things a little complicated and like shows how heavy things can be. So I really appreciate it. Appreciated that. And then he says, we are asking God, creator, source to shine through us so it's no longer about our individual existence or ego, but restoring all life back to one. Mm. Dark, dark crimson is the evil that is alive in this world today, feeding on a lack of love for self, others, and God. Well, that makes that makes not only the whole album, but their whole discography. It feels like such a good bookend to Son, I Loved You at Your Darkest. Yeah, like I loved that. It, it, it all like, I mean, this is Chekhov's daddy's payoff right here. Like, <laughs> like, it, like, this is Louisiana it. Spiders, this is it, baby. Really, this really, though, it. this is it. This is it. <laughs> yeah, that's We've made so contact, cool. man. Yeah, man, that yeah. is really cool. That that feels like, um, yeah, it gives a lot more context not only for this record but for their whole discography. And I love, yeah. I love that that they did the first and last track bookends and like i said it feels like first and last album bookends to not that this mm-hmm. is their last album but you know what i mean like if you look at, at least these to this point four yeah. as a piece right um that's really cool yeah yeah i, I made like the that made the yeah. last track like really land for me like reading yeah. that it's like man that's cool yeah and i feel like that definitely provides a lot more context to like the whole overall record and kind of like obviously those lyrical through lines and these like themes that are present to where mm-hmm. that's kind of where they're coming at it from a headspace when they were making it. Right. I like that a lot. And all the way into the Jesus paid it all outro. What'd y'all think of that? It's pretty wild, right? 
The what? Sarah Jesus paid it all outro? Yeah, man. It's in the very end of Die Contrary. Turn it way up. I've Dang. never heard that before. I didn't catch that. Yeah. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah. That's crazy. That's funny because I think I saw ACB mention something about like the hidden something in Die Contrary. And I was like, is it just like they do a like a melody from Live Convinced or something? They mentioned something hidden in it. And I was like, what are you talking about? But yeah, it's down there pretty oh, low. Wow. That's cool. That is very, yeah. Mm-hmm. That is really cool. Good find, TJ. Good ears. Yeah, dude. Those, those lyric ears. ears, man. They Good catch ears. them all. Got to catch them all. Jesus paid it all. <laughs> Jesus paid it all. Got to catch them all. Jesus Gotta paid it all. It's so good. That's my Gotta favorite be- grit song. <laughs> you got your dark, dark crimsons. You got your crimson, your charmanders, your crimson anders, your, <laughs> your shrimps, your, your, your charizards, your... Crimson Arts. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Okay. So, there. guys, we did it. We did it. We went through all of As Cities Burn. As, as, what? As Cities Burns. Down the Broadway. <laughs> we found. Uh, all although parts, it here. felt like we were covered with clouds and our world was gray. Eventually, we found a new sun. And we drove an 84 sheepdog. 84 sheepdog. (laughs) Yeah, I was trying to think of something. I had nothing for that. Picked up some Aaron rum along Uh, the way. Had a few pirate blues. Uh, And then we got uh, some irate blues, too. Irate blues, yeah. I do rate blues. (laughs) 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 Tumblr.com. I forgot about that. (laughs) We did that last week. I forgot about it already. Yeah, I know. I know. (laughs) Who are you, Kylan? I am. I'm Kylan this year, guys. New year, new bit. New bit. <laughs> okay, I have a couple just general thoughts about Scream Through the Walls, I want to say. And then let's go back to the very beginning in our original uh, rankings and <gasps> see, as well as go through all of our top 10 ACB songs, oh, which I'm, I'm really excited for. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm more nervous um, about the records than the songs. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, okay, so my, my last thought on, on Scream Through the Walls. I really like it, but I still kind of... It's the kind of record for me that, unlike, I would say, like like the Hawkboy stuff, I feel like really benefited, f- for me personally, from like kind of analyzing it and seeing them, mm-hmm. both EPs as like a piece. Uh, I feel like this record, I would enjoy it a lot more a lot more if I just kind of put it on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, it didn't benefit from, like, analysis or, like, like really, like, critical listening on my part. Yeah. To say the You'd least. You'd rather just, just like a great driving around record. Yeah, better. exactly. Right. And I think I, I like it for that. Mm. It, yeah, it was kind of tough for me going through and having to, like, write notes and, like, really think about it. It didn't seem like that's really kind of the the way like it didn't have as many like little things i could hook into the way the other records did but right still pretty good nice. yeah that makes sense so okay i have it pulled up all of our original 
before the miniseries started, what we ranked all the records as. Uh, so I'll read those off real quick. TJ, you and I, you and I had the same. We guessed the same. That Hell or High Water would be number one. Come Now Sleep would be number two. Scream Through the Walls would be three. And Son I Loved You at Your Darkest would be four. Now Josh had Come Now Sleep as number one. Hell or High Water at two. Son I Loved You at three. And Scream Through the Walls at four. So the question I posit to you is, did your rankings change? And if so, why? Who's answering first? I asked the question, so I don't have to go first. Ding. <laughs> I want to know what y'all's are, because... Okay, the, well, cause, can we do TJ, me, Josh? Yeah, I'll go first. Okay, All right, cool. lead us off, TJ. <laughs> I am not super surprised, but happy to share that my list did not change. Oh, wow. Okay. I uh, maintain my projection. I right. stick with what I proposed. And and here's why. Spending time with Scream Through the Walls, as we have now, helped me appreciate all the different components of S.A.D.'s Burn in the form that they were in for that album in a way that I initially did not when I first listened to the, this album when it came out. And especially having listened to it after going through the rest of the entire discography and related discography, I think it's a more mature version of what the band was trying to be when they came out with Son I Loved You. And I like that they followed some of those sonic and songwriting tendencies and, Mm -hmm. and thoughts. Um, to this end. I like where they landed with it and I'm glad it exists. I don't love it. I like it. Um, but I think that it has a lot of interesting components sonically. And I think lyrically it's just like super interesting and, and would bring me back to it a lot more frequently than it, than son. I loved you would bring me back to that. So like, because it's almost like I'm taking a page from, is it is it both of y'all that that use listenability as a part of your bop uh, credentials? Yes, like yeah. like repeat listens. Mm-hmm. Like, am I going to listen to this this record again in the next year? Right. So I'm taking a page out of y'all's book for this and saying because "Screams Through the Walls" feels like something I would go back to more readily, more frequently, more than "Sun I Loved than You." Sun I Loved You. It Ooh. stays at number three, but the other so the other albums you. stay where they are. Like. Hell or High Water doesn't change from the top spot. When we did Come Now Sleep, you and I both I talked about considering maybe switching it up. But I was all right, I was on the fence. Yeah, you so you are, but right. I stick with my yeah, I stick with my initial vote. So Yeah, well, and I love that you have that like cuz you went in not really knowing much about Scream Through the Walls, but now that you have like Yeah. You that cement you're like, yeah, I have valid reason to yes. why I put that third. Mm-hmm. I, so I like that a lot. I did think Son I Loved You might dethrone it or, you know, jump up a spot. Um, but it, yeah, I don't know. It didn't. <laughs> nice. So. Interesting. Okay. Oof. All right, Josh, do you want me to go next or do you want to go next? Because we oh, never man. know where I'm going to go. We never know where you're going to go. <laughs> I'm still like deciding right now. I'm like, okay. All right. Then I'm I'll go. Still, like, okay. Cool, yeah, Kyle, okay. Okay. 
I, you I, are I really, pulling it. You, you, you are, are turning into me. I don't want to like, def- I feel like I go last a lot. So I'm not just trying to do that. Like to, but I just am curious if I'm going to like line up with anyone here. So that's no, what I'm you're, really curious. Okay. About. Okay. Yeah. You really are pulling a Kylan. You're just pulling it at your ass. At Let's the last let him second. do it. All right. So here we go. My turn. So I had hell or high water, then come now sleep, scream through the walls and son, I loved you. So my final list is going to be Josh's original list. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. Come Now Sleep is number one. Hell or High Water, number two. Son, I Loved You. And number three, Scream Through the Walls, number four. Okay. Wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So Ooh. what bumped... At first, I want to know what bumped Son, I Loved You up for you. Uh, Not loving Scream Through the Walls. Um, because son, I love you, even though I didn't really listen to that record a ton at the time, which we talked about that sound, that kind of production, I have a little more nostalgia for, Mm. but both of those records are like pretty close. We're like, I'm not going to put them on like all the time. Right. Whereas like come now sleep and hell or high water. I could literally put on like any day, regardless Mm -hmm. of how I'm feeling. Yep. Like there's something on between those two records. If I'm having a more energetic day, maybe put on Hell or High Water. If I'm feeling a little more retrospective, pensive, I could put on Come Now Sleep. I yep. have to be in a much more specific mood for Son I Loved You and Scream Through the Walls. Yeah. Um. So, but yeah, I wasn't sure until I was doing my top ten and Come Now Sleep. Thinking about it more, I was like, that's got to be my number one, man. It's got to be my number mm-hmm. one. So, well, now I'm more curious about your top one. 10 than I was before. Oh, yes. Yeah. If your top 10 informed your album ranking, then I feel like I can guess what your top 10 looks like. I don't think you can. I really don't think you can. Good luck. All right, Josh. What's your final Ooh. ranking? Okay. I would just want to say that my top 10 also informed my album ranking that I think I'm going to have a last minute audible on. Okay. So, oh, shoot. So my initial list, right, Colin, was Come Now Sleep, Hell or High Water, Son I Loved You, and then Scream Through the Walls. Yep. Right? Okay. I'm going on record. Okay. Hell or High Water is number one. Whoa! <laughs> Switching to Hell or High God. Water. Whoa. Josh, I'm so okay. top. Come okay. on, man. Okay. It's just too good. Like, okay. It's, wow. Uh, it's wow. too good. <laughs> okay. Is. This is hilarious to next me. to me. I know. Allie's so mad flipped. at both of y'all. Y'all flipped. Yes, we did. Yeah. Okay. And then coming out of sleep, still very close. Very, very close together. Yeah. But no cigar. Obviously a second. Okay. And then I'm going to go, Son, I loved you. Scream okay. through the walls. Mm. But I did have, going into this, I had scream through the walls as third. Because it is more like I've like we talked about, I have so much like great memories attached to that time. And like I do enjoy the record. It's one that I feel like you just kind of like throw on and jam out to like right. in the background. Like, right. And, and it but has your more, wife like, is going to be pissed if you put Son I Love You last. She will. Yeah. I cannot put Son I Love You last. <laughs> like, she is listening right piece. now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm intact blinking. at home. Yeah. But yeah. Josh, blink, blink twice. Blink if you need help. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, She's still shocked. Use the Bart chat. <laughs> yes. Use the Bart chat. Yeah. Tell oh, us. I think Bart's in the chat again. Oh, Bart. Bart, <laughs> Bart is saying, call 911. <laughs> SOS. SOS. So, uh, yeah. You're a stab man when you need I, it. 
I and I, I like I want to put putting more recent records. I feel like speaks to like an artist growing and like mm-hmm. coming out with new stuff. Like you want to like you don't want to you don't want to be the guy that's like your first record's your best and after that it's right. lame. Like so, right, right. So like yeah. I feel like putting Hell or High Water and then like I wanted I was gonna put Scream Through the Walls up a little bit more, but like. I was doing my top tens and like just the freaking guitar parts on Sun I Loved You, like Yeah. Like, broke through, huh? Scream Through the Walls has some really good parts, but it doesn't have those parts. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's what Allie's Allie's <laughs> excited about that. She's she's with me now. Like okay. those parts. So I'll talk about those in my I did have a last minute switch up on my top ten ranking as well. Okay. So mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I did want to put Scream Through the Walls and I still do really love the record and like love the time I got to see ACB and just experiencing all that, but gotta go son I loved you as third and then Scream Through the Walls. Right. So we all have like different lists, right? Technically? Yeah, now we do. Now we do. Nice. TJ is the same. I love that. Mm-hmm. And you and I switched. You switched, switched to mine, to the ground, and then so. I yeah. switched out. <laughs> it's interesting Perfect. to me too that because both of y'all have "Scream Through the Walls" as fourth, right? Yes. Yeah. So that's interesting to me that I chose to put it third. Yeah. And I spent the most time with "Son, I Loved You" because I got into ACB that, right, when right, that album really came out, and neither of y'all did. Yeah. So I kind of wonder if I just got overexposed to that Maybe. music. Maybe and I'm just like be. sick of it because that happens to me so much where yeah, like yeah. I love music, but if I listen to it too much, like because I really it's nothing about those songs not being strong. That's right. the thing. That's why I, it pains me to rank stuff. Y'all know I hate that. Oh, yeah. yeah no, yeah. we have this like in this. It's like I'm saying group, it sucks. We do it all the time. And Jason Martin has like 16 records at this point. So it's like my bottom four. I'm like, these are the last on my list, but I still really enjoy love these them. records. Yeah. Yes, right. I just have to right. rank them lower because I love the other ones so much more. Right. So, it's tough. Something's got to go last. Like, yeah. And, you know, I constantly say this on this podcast, but like, it's all so subjective. And it's, mm-hmm. it's you know, it's yeah, not a like, year from it's now, not it like, could be, it could be different. Right. And totally. for me, like an hour from now, it could be different. But <laughs> in this very moment, <laughs> gun to my head, that's what I would say. There you go. So I yeah, like that was fun. The last thing we're gonna do to round out this mini series is we're we're gonna give our top ten Acidies Burn songs, and then I think on our Spotify we should make individual playlists of of our yeah. If we can, 10. depending on if Hawkboy or, or the twenty fifteen oh, singles that's are right. included or not, that's the only caveat there. That's but as, right. Yes, we should do that. Mm. Hawk Hawkboy makes a pretty big appearance in mine. So yep, I don't know how you guys want to do it. Here's my suggestion. Is we all go, we go in a round, we all go our number 10, then our number nine, and number eight. I'm done with that. Number one. Cool. Yeah. Mine's going to make no sense because I didn't do them in order. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I tried, you guys. That's fine. Do you, least, fine. do you at least have like a top three that you could be like, it's any, any of these three could be like, <sighs> your favorite? Yeah. Uh, maybe I can do that really okay. quick. If you can at least okay. do that, I want to know right. like, what are your, like, your top contenders? Yeah. Okay. okay. So my number 10. I put Empire from Come Now Sleep. Classic. Yeah, it's just just that intro is so good. All right, Josh, what's your number 10? I'm going to go Hollowed Out from Scream Hollowed the Out, okay. Yeah. Nice. You liked it that much. All I right. I do, I do. I'll say not a single Scream Through the Walls made it on my top I'm 10. I'm not terribly surprised by that. <laughs> um, I guess my my 10, <laughs> I guess, is, is King Folly. 
<laughs> King Folly, okay. Hawk boy. Right. Yeah. First Hawk Boy here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Um, okay, so what is our number nine? I guess I'm going first. That's you now. Uh, my number nine is Timothy. Mm. A lot of come now sleep on this list. Uh, 12 minute and 48. Look at you. Second song on a top 10 list for me. A very unkylan choice. Wow. Isn't that wild? I love, I love it. That. New year, new bit, man. <laughs> I love long songs. Yeah. <laughs> 2023 Kylan loves long songs. <laughs> I love that. All right, Josh, what's your number nine? Number nine, I'm going Scoundrel. Scoundrel. Okay. I love okay, that one. That's interesting. great. So that's going to mess up my list, unfortunately. My, my yeah. Spotify playlist, but I'll come up I with know. an alternate. Josh, you know what? That's okay, because my number nine is 2-Bit. Ayo. Oh, okay. Look at you, two Hawkboy songs, TJ. Yeah, yeah. I like my Hawkboy. Who doesn't? Right. Okay, so keeping with the Hawk Boy, my number eight is Corpse Lips. Oh, whoa! <laughs> wow. Yeah, dude. In the, yeah. That's in a wild. surprise. That is a surprise. Yeah, I, I really it. like that I song. I love it. It is a great one. It's my Cody, favorite Bright Air song. <laughs> put Hawk Boy on is, streaming. Seriously. And the people are demanding it while you're at it, too. These yep. three people, at least. Sure, other, yeah, other people are. If we just keep talking about so. how good it is, everyone's going to be like, we need these songs. Yeah, we need to listen to them. Yeah, exactly. True. All right, Josh, what's your number eight? Okay, number eight. This was a last minute sub for me because I had in the episode of Son I Loved You talked about how Bloodsucker was going to be a top 10 for me. And it right. was until I listened to Dust From My Lips By Yours, My Sin Is Purged. And I'm putting uh, that as number eight for me. Whoa. I like that. Yeah, I do too. TJ, what you got? Eight is Timothy. Eight is Timothy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nice. I so love so. that sprawling. It's so good. Introspective ambient stuff. Yeah, dude. Emotive and beautiful. Well, then, and I edited that episode and listening back to our conversation about it, it's just like, yeah, I just, I love it even more. Yeah. Uh, after, after, because I, I think pre this miniseries, it wouldn't have made it on my top 10. Mm. but it's there now yeah yeah i would not have expected um, it to be i yeah. love that it is though look at this yeah me guys. too i know all right guys it. my track seven uh, a little basic but the widow nice the widow check off daddy's widow it's Check funny how like widow. putting a song like we were talking about this for our brand new rankings but it's like putting the widow feels basic, but you're like, no one knows this song. Like <laughs> right, only, right. only like a select couple thousand people right. know this <laughs> song. But like, if you put the widow, you're like, this feels so basic of me. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I have to but, grab my charger, but Josh, what's your number seven? Number seven. I'm going terrible. How terrible for the great city. Back to back. Mm. I love you songs. Wow. Yeah. So you really feel they're kind of in that slot of like the seven, eight, on your top 10 i think so i just they just land right there they land there like and that just speaks to like i guess why son i love you i guess is is third because i mean right spoiler alert the rest of my list is hell or high water and come now sleep (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i was just like yeah listening to those guitar parts in these songs today like that's what i was like i have to put son i love you third Mm. i get it i like it tj what's your number seven my number seven is made too pretty 
Okay, nice. Classic yeah. ACB. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's pretty good. It's a it's a damn good song. All right, my number six is eighty four sheep dog. Nice, the sweetest bass of twenty twenty three of twenty twenty three. The whole year. Yep. And the third sweetest episode. of bases. Uh, Josh, what's your number six? Number six, I'm going into the sea. Okay, mm-hmm. interesting. Nice, interesting. Yes. All right. Yep. Well, we're all on the high water train because I also have eighty four sheepdog as number six. Nice. Hey, we match. We match. High five. Match. Nice. High five. Cool. All right. Number five has been previously mentioned by uh, one of y'all. I don't remember now at this point because we're doing a lot of numbers and song titles. <laughs> uh, Scoundrel. Oh, nice. so, wow. So, okay. I love so that. here's the thing I don't think I gave the song that much credit on our Hawkboy episode. I need to go mm-hmm. back and listen. But that song this past month, more than any other song, is the one that I like woke up with that in your head, in my head. I like took a shower and it was like in my head. I went to take the trash out. It was just in my head. So good. So yeah, I made it up pretty high. It's in my top five. Yeah. Y'all were both talking about like two bit on that episode and I was the only scoundrel. Yeah. I was the only scoundrel. You're the I'm only so scoundrel, but yeah, we dude, scoundrels it, it, together now. Yeah, it came back, man. <laughs> it came back in a in a big way for me. Ah, so, so good. Josh, so what's good. your number 5? Wrong body. Ooh. Interesting. Man. Okay. That's I know. Uh, that was like looking for another that, come now sleep one to come on there and I was like I realized I was like this is like yeah. I got to go wrong body. It's okay. I love that. Interesting. TJ, what about you? Number 5 is this is it. This is it. Okay. I love the way that song crashes open. Like, yeah. It's just like, ugh. It's very That's good. like iconic ACB for me. So mm-hmm. it had to be middling on the list. Get that. Okay, guys. Number four. So I'm fulfilling a, a, another another one that was mentioned. Two bit. Yeah. Uh, I, got, I got my hot boys yeah, back to back. It. Yeah. Like four that. and five. Four and five. That's cool. I like that it's that high up on your list. That's very Mm -hmm. neat. It's so good. All right, Josh, what's your number four? Aaron Drum. Okay. I've always loved it. Cool. I love it. Nice. Got to put it it high. Yeah. I love that. All right, TJ, what's your number four? Four is Empire. Empire. Yeah. There we go. Got to have it. It It's in my top ten. Yep. Okay. Number three. Here we go. Top three. My third favorite Acidies Burn song is Pirate Blues. Woo! Mm. Hell yeah. I wonder if I could guess the rest of yours, but I'm not going to. That'd be a lot. And you're just going to tell me them in the next two Yeah, exactly. I mean, you can, but just just play the game silently at home. Yeah, yeah. All right, Josh, what's your number three? I'm going This Is It, This Is It. Okay, all right. Nice. Very cool. TJ, what's your your third favorite? All right, now listen, I did this on the fly. Okay. Okay. That's fine. But I think my number three is Clouds. Wow. I love Clouds. Okay. I love cool. what it's about. Yeah. I love that it's like this kind of dreamy track in the middle of an album when you're like, what is this? Like that it kind of throws you for a loop. Yeah. I just think it's awesome. So third spot. All right. Cool. So moving on to second favorite. Second favorite. I put The Horde. Ooh. Wow! The nice. I would not have expected one. that. The horde is a big one for me, man. It's good. That's awesome. It's Ooh. so good. All right, Josh. What about you? 
Capo. Ooh. All right. Yeah. Hell or High Water coming in hot on your list. Josh. Josh, 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 Josh. That's my favorite Chris song. Josh has nothing to say to you. TJ, what's your number two? Number two is Pirate Blue. Pirate Blues. I like that delivery. Thank you. You know, we covered it. Only Bones covered that song. It's always going to have a special place in my heart. Yeah. And it's just so good. So it is good. so good. All right, guys. Drum roll, please. Number one favorite Acidies Burn song. Of course, mine. I called I called my shot way back in the episode. Uh, it is Contact. I think you mentioned it in the first ACB miniseries. <laughs> I think so. And in the Come Now Sleep episode. Yes, so, it did. Yeah, it's my favorite. It, it is, to me, the pinnacle of, of Acidies Burn. I love that. I like that you were you were consistent about that too. Like, yeah, that's yeah. that's cool that it yeah. carried over. Just, that means that it's a strong yep track. It for is. You. It yeah. is my number one. Hi, Josh. I joined you and I said that contact was my favorite, contact. and it still is. Like, yeah, come on, yeah, it's I mean, too good. Yep, it's too good. All right, TJ, what is your number one as of right now? We'll give all the caveats. We know it. everything is nebulous. Everything's made up. Things can change. We're human beings and we have differing opinions and based on our life experiences and, and you know, uh, moods and, and, and emotions, our, our feelings and, and expressions and thoughts and can multifaceted change, cinnamon rolls can change yes, yes. with the wind, like, like tides upon the ocean. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your well, number one? <laughs> I appreciate you saying all that because I, I just really, you know, I hate disappointing y'all. You, you know that. I get really down about it. And I just, I don't like being different. <laughs> and I'm not. My number one song oh, is Contact. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Guys, do we all Come just on. become best friends? <laughs> I think that just objectively proves it's the best acid i think so i think so because we all have very different opinions on because i think after after this miniseries i think we're all acb scholars at this point so the fact that we're putting it number one shows you objectively yeah i'm gonna make a diploma for all of us print it out yeah for sure i'll make us matching (laughs) t-shirts perfect I <laughs> I graduated from the church jams now as cities burn mini series college and all I got was this stupid fucking t-shirt <laughs> contact number one recommendation. Yeah. <laughs> but but can it be in the Louisiana's finest jazz band yes. font? Of course, perfect. Oh, naturally, man. I yeah. I literally am gonna make that now. I'm so excited, dude. Contact is just the best. It's, Ooh, it is, it is. Love that. It was uh, paradigm shifting. You know, yeah, like it was. Like, it really was. Kind of mind blowing next level mm-hmm. stuff, and yeah, because not not only is. in the context of that record, the context of their whole discography, it just uh, it just hits in such a perfect way. It's so good. Mm-hmm. I had two alternates. My alternates were Scoundrel and Gates. Oh, nice. I just nice. couldn't. I was just like, they have to at least be on the list, right? Even right. If they're below the uh, ten spot. Yeah, honorable mention. Kylan, yeah. you didn't put Made Too Pretty on your list. That was an honorable mm, mention. For nor me. Petty. Mm. Yeah. You loved both of those. I know. I know. It's true, you did. Come Now Sleep just took over. It really did. This is my <laughs> Come Now Sleep list with a little bit of Hawkboy thrown in. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny, too, because I've got, I've still got Hell or High Water as my top 
album yeah. of theirs, but yeah. I have more Come Now Sleep tracks on my top 10. So interesting. So, yeah. I know you you hate lists, TJ, but I love <laughs> I lists. Do. I, I love, love lists, and lists. I appreciate I know, you putting your I humor lists out there, TJ. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. I know, I know you do. Jo- so Josh just Josh will just randomly text me and be like, what are your top 10 film scores? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I, I love this I game. I did that, yeah. <laughs> now, I see, like, it's how I, I like love to hearing like, y'all's connect lists. people to things. And I'm like, yeah. and like you yeah. telling me your favorite things, like tells me more about you, like what you're right. drawn to well, in media mm-hmm. and art and stuff like that. Yeah, that's true. It's a shorthand. Okay, guys, we did it. We are officially As Cities Burn scholars. And you know what? If you've listened to this, so are you. Yeah, that's right. Congratulations. Basically a masterclass. It feels like after listening to us talk about all this, you'll feel like you've done 10,000 hours yep. <laughs> and are now <laughs> officially an expert. In I feel like our jammers earned more than we did in the process of this series just by listening to us talk. For sure. Yeah, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll make diplomas and we'll, we'll make them available. Uh, I'll put them on like our Patreon. <laughs> Downloadable download, PDF. Down, download your own. <laughs> Church Jam's now at Cities Burn Miniseries College. We'll also be sending out our signature uh, Chekhov's Daddy's Grits that you can order <laughs> from the CGN, CGN yep. website. And a special deal if you order them with Suf Jam Stevens. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah, for but sure. you have to go to irateblues.tumblr.com. <laughs> I actually, I'm actually going to look that up right now. Dot. Because, <laughs> because I'm going to make that the Church Jam's now website. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Please do that. Like if you type in churchgymsnow.com, it it'll just to lead that. to irateblues.tumblr.com. I'm totally doing that. That'd be so good. The great. only place uh, to find content about Louisiana's <laughs> finest jams. Finest jams. The song brain for us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. If there is a bit, however small it is, we will commit to it. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> we will run it into the ground. Till no one finds it funny except for us. Yep, exactly. Maybe not even us. We killed maybe, it. Maybe, maybe. That's our commitment. This was fun. Let us know, guys, if there's any other artists out there that you want us to do a mini series on. Yeah, I, I would love to get some feedback on the mini series as a whole. Like, what do people think? Like, we spent a lot of time with one band, which we haven't done before. And we have some ideas for some other mini series, but I would, yeah, I would love to hear what bands you would like to hear us deep dive even further into and i'm sorry we can't do hoobastank because we're a christian music podcast that's true that, that's that, that's that, the reason why that rich and varied discography did they do anything besides the one album surely they did i don't know. i have no idea surely they did i kind of don't want to know like i don't need that information in my brain well, I do, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, no. What have I you done? You asked the question now, Kyle. They came out with an know. album the same year as Scream Through the Walls. Oh, no. All right, guys. So join us next week in our Hoobastank miniseries. <laughs> Hoobastank now. Hoobastank now. Hoobastank now. Ibastank now. You Hoobastank now. You Hoobastank now. All right, Grits. Yeah. All right. So follow us on social media, Church Gems Now, on all the platforms, uh, except for TikTok. Because we're old. Also, yep. check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash church names now podcast for more bonus content. We got lots of fun stuff coming up. Uh, is there anything else we need to say? No, I think that's about it. 
All right. May all your favorite bands stay together. And peace out, Mon Frères. Peace out, Chekhov's Daddies. Peace out, Chekhov's Daddies, Mon Frères. <laughs> My favorite grits out. Scream Through the Walls, tracks 1 through 7, 9 through 10, was recorded in August 2018 at Safe Haven Studio in Jolton, Tennessee, produced and engineered by Matt Goldman. Additional vocal production and programming on Live Convinced, Broadway, Hollowed Out, Bright White Light, and the entire track Blind Spots, track 8, recorded in September 2018 at NS Studios in Nashville, Tennessee. Produced and engineered by Saint Pressure. Gang vocals on Chains and Venture are performed by Cole Johnson, Tanner Johnson, Hugh Parks, Matt Kaufman, Cody Bonnet, TJ Bonnet, Aaron Lunsford, Stephen Keach, Matt Goldman. Additional keys and percussion by Matt Goldman. Additional programming by Nate Washburn. Mixed by Matt Goldman at Gem City Studios in Jellicoe, Tennessee. Mastered by Mike Callahan at Rogue Planet Mastering. All songs written by As Cities Burn. Album cover art by Ryan Rado. Photographed by Luke Yates. Photograph taken at Columbia Arts Building, Columbia, Tennessee. Layout and cover design by Bill Scoville. A&R by Dan Sanshaw for Equal Vision Records. Management by Chris Koholias at SWMMNG. Booking by Tanner Westemeyer at Artery Global. Legal by Martin Frascona. <laughs>